The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't go dying on us, man. Working on it. <laughs> Please. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> nice to know, you know, that a, a friend, you got a friend like Glenn, who's making sure that <clears throat> sensitive in these uh, difficult times, you know, <laughs> making sure that uh, if anything does happen, that he's exploited it to the fullest. Yeah. Think of the clicks. Think of the hits we would yeah, get if you great. died on the air. Man. That's great. I mean, so, that's how we promoted. Well, today's believe show. me, there's there's some people rooting for that. <laughs> there are definitely people rooting for you that. You and me both. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Great Socialist Experiment in Finland. Do you remember when they two years ago? I guess it's been. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, and actually, it hasn't because they started it about a year and a half ago. Um, they're ending it now. Hmm. <laughs> It, the universal basic income thing that everybody's talking about, and Finland because they're so forward thinking, they're mm-hmm. so great at doing wonderful things for their citizens. They decided they're going to step out and give the equivalent of about six hundred and ninety bucks a month to two thousand unemployed Finns. Just every month, we're going to just send them seven hundred bucks. Just do whatever you want with it. You don't even have to look for a job. We don't care what you do with it. <clears throat> Here's $700. Knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it stops now. They just announced the end of it. They're going to let it go through the end of December, and then it's over. Um, so that must have worked out really well for them. I, as I knew it would, I knew that would be a wonderful program that they'd want to keep going and going and going for all the way up to the almost two years' worth. One expert uh, who took part in designing the program said that he thought more time was needed to tell whether this program would have worked. Two years is too short a period of time to be able to draw extensive conclusions from such a big experiment. We should have had extra time and more money to achieve reliable results. Yes, take more money from the other fins and give it to these 2,000. That's what you should have done. You should have taken all the money from the other people and given it to these 2000 What if you gave them not just $700 a month? Give them $70,000 a month. And then you'd have an experiment. Then you'd see what would happen. Why are you stopping at $70,000? Hey, give them $7 million a month. I don't know. Hmm. Do, is there? Can you even put a finite number on it? I don't think so. All the money you have in Finland should go to these 2000 people. Wow, that sounds like uh, Bernie Sanders uh, has a plan where we pay $15 an hour. Everybody gets a job. Right. Um, but, I mean, he's even expecting us to work. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's just, I mean, his plan. It's crappy. Mm-hmm. I like the finished plan. Mm-hmm. Just give me money. Yeah. Free money. You get your, you get, uh, your money for nothing mm-hmm. and your chicks for free. Oh. I should write that down. That Finland like finally went with the Dire Straits song. song yeah. <clears throat> no mention of the chicks, really, but you mm-hmm. got your money for nothing. Yeah. Okay, that's half of it, so stop your whining. I'll tell you what I want is my MTV. <clears throat> that's what yeah, I want. It's... No? No. 
Uh, you don't you want to mix that mm, in somewhere in the lyrics? No, we're not. Yeah. We're not? Okay. I mean, does MTV even do videos anymore? Music videos? <laughs> Tell no, your kids, no. you know, hey, one time kids, do you know that that channel used to have music on it? Oh, is what? that what the M stood for? Oh, yeah, it was. It was it music television. <laughs> and then they, didn't they move music to MTV2 or something? It was M2. And then that became, that was run over with, I think. I think you're right. Stupid programming yep. too. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, the art form of <clears throat> uh, making music videos has long since passed away. Really kind of has. Unless you're the band Travis who make a great video. For all their singles, but I digress. Okay. Thank and you, YouTube. Th- YouTube? YouTube has replaced MTV, effectively, for Big music time. videos. Yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. you go to right. see a music video now. Um, but yeah, MTV is, I don't even, I don't I, even stop on the channel for I a nanosecond anymore. Couldn't tell you where it is right. uh, in my system. I, I know it's on there. I, I don't know where. Mm-hmm. And I've rarely run across it, so it must be in the real high numbers somewhere. <laughs> Right. Who knows? Man. I don't know. I know I don't care because I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily like MTV when I was younger. So, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Conservative writer and provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos mm. was forced to leave a bar in New York City on Saturday night after a crowd chanted "Nazi scum, get out!" So he walks into the bar. This table of uh, some group there spots him and they start chanting Nazi scum get out drove him out of the bar (laughs) I mean I am not a fan of Milo Yiannopoulos uh, but that is despicable that's not America videos show the crowd repeatedly chanting the phrase while he's seen standing in the corner of the bar he left the bar soon afterward uh, okay, the videos identify the chanting group as members of the Democratic Socialists of America. <laughs> See, okay, so Democratic Socialists are ch- chanting Nazi scum, get out? So he, you think he's a National Socialist and you're a Democratic Socialist and you think there's a big, big difference between the two of you? <laughs> That's pathetic. The Democratic Socialists, because those guys are all about freedom. The Democratic Socialists of America. (laughs) Uh, He went home and wrote about it. I was just shoved and screamed at by a big group at a pub in Manhattan and forced out of the place. They were screaming at the top of their lungs. He claimed that he would have stayed at the bar, but that the situation was about to escalate into something pretty ugly. He says, it's now impossible for me to safely go out for lunch, even, in most major cities in America, because I supported Donald Trump in the last election, and I don't like feminism. Oh, yeah, boy, those are two huge strikes against you. I I guess you can't be American anymore if you have those positions. I mean, it's then, then there's this article about joy reed another person of whom i am not a fan she's a a big time liberal msnbc host and she's just run into some trouble with the lgbtqia plus group you skipped an i i believe ah darn it yep when that happens Mm -hmm. um it's not because i'm 
iophobic. I I didn't. Are I we just, sure? Yeah, I mean, should we sure. explore just, this? No, I, no, I don't think we should. Some deep seated something. Uh, but she apologized last December. You might remember for a series of supposedly homophobic blog posts she wrote back in 2007 to 2009 about then-closeted governor Charlie Crist of Florida, whom she repeatedly mocked as Miss Charlie and ridiculed him with ugly anti-gay stereotypes. Miss Charlie, wrote Reed, was someone who, if he ever got to the White House as John McCain's vice president, would be fixated on, not on policy, but on designing pretty napkin patterns at state funerals <laughs> and would spend his honeymoon ogling male waiters. That's yeah, a little stereotypical. That's okay. That's <laughs> if they now had any conservative written that, yeah, they'd be done. Bye bye. She apologized though, and she said she has some gay friends. I thought that wasn't cool to say. Like, what do you mean I'm racist? I have black friends. <laughs> what do you What do you mean I'm homophobic? I have hom- I have gay friends. Yeah, we live in a uh, NWS. I call it a no win society. You do, yeah. <laughs> um. So most people just kind of said, oh, okay, and they forgave her, and she's been, you know, doing her show on MSNBC, and everything's been fine. Well, now, Glenn Greenwald reveals the last 24 hours have changed the Joy Reid situation considerably. He writes, last week, the same left-wing Twitter user, Jamie Moz, who first unearthed Reid's gay, anti-gay tweets about Chris, unearthed far more toxic bigoted and vicious anti-gay articles that appeared to be from Reed's old blog. This guy used the Wayback Machine, which is an internet digital archive that stores old online content even after it's been removed or deleted from the internet. Mm -hmm. This machine still finds it. Uh, what? Wait, what? That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's pretty I've used it it before as a producer. (laughs) Really? Yes, I have. All right. (laughs) It's a little scary, too. It's very scary. So keep in mind how this was described by Glenn Greenwald. These things were um, far more toxic, bigoted, and vicious anti-gay articles. Okay. Here's some of the lowlights. While defending former NBA star Tim Hardaway's aggressively anti-gay comments, which I don't remember what those were, supposedly, by writing that while such comments are stupid for a public figure to make, most people, most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing. Wait, that's... That's a low light. That's hateful, bigoted, homophobic? That... That shows the sexual preference of the people involved. It shows what they're supposed to like two men kissing and, and enjoy that. What? <laughs> they have to? NWS. Do they have to enjoy that? Mm-hmm. Uh, then she said, she said she couldn't go see Brokeback Mountain either, despite my sister's ringing endorsement because I didn't want to watch the two male characters having sex. Does that make me homophobic? Probably. Of course it doesn't. But. Glenn Greenwald finds that hateful, bigoted, and homophobic. Wait, because you don't want to see two men having sex that's hateful and homophobic? (laughs) What? 
you cannot have a sexual preference anymore. You can't prefer to see one thing than the other. Or maybe none of those things, but if you had to see something, it would be what you happen to enjoy. It wouldn't be the other kind, right? It's, it's, I mean, it's madness, man. You I, cannot win. It is unbelievable what's happening here. How can you label this hateful and bigoted and homophobic? This It doesn't mean you're scared of it. It just means you don't prefer it. You don't want to see it. I mean, this thing has gotten so ridiculous. It's gotten from, it's gone from, well, we want you to accept us. Well, I mean, that happened a long time ago. Well, we want equal rights. We want marriage too. Well, you've got that. Well, now you have to enjoy watching us. Wait, what? No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't have to say I prefer that or I want to see it. Oh, what are you, like a hater prune? No, I just don't want to see that. Hmm. I mean, that is, what has happened to us? We better get a grip on this or, uh, again, I mean, we say it every day. It's not America. It's really, uh, it's not going to resemble anything like we remember America to be. Speaking of which, you want to take a break from this indoctrination with your kids. You want them not to get involved in all of this uh, left think, in all of this propaganda that they're filled with in schools all the time. Ask your kids what they think about all these. They're probably on board with a lot of it. Um, Because it is difficult in the school system. That's why there's Freedom Project Academy. They have a classical approach to learning. It's the perfect fit. If you and your family are fed up with the never-ending agenda that's being jammed down our children's throats, this is a, an incredible interactive education from kindergarten through high school, and you attend live classes every day with live teachers, fellow classmates across the country. They don't take any federal funding. So they're not beholden to the federal government and you can teach your kids how to think, not what to think. You can enroll them full time if you want, if that fits your budget, or start them with one class. Completely up to you. You've got that freedom. Go to freedomforschool.com and ask them to send you their free information packet. You're going to love this place. Freedom Project Academy. The enrollment ends in July but classes fill up pretty fast. So go to freedomforschool.com right now. Tell them Pat sent you. Freedomforschool.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. 888 or at Pat Unleashed on, uh, on Twitter. On Friday, Parkland survivor Kyle Kashev went to the gun range. Just wanted to learn to fire a gun for the first time uh, alongside his dad. Now, Kyle Kashev has been a strong 
outspoken supporter of the Second Amendment, even though he's never fired a gun. I didn't realize that when, when I saw him on TV all those times. Yeah. Very articulate. Yeah. Uh, so he's not a big gun nut. I mean, he went Friday for the first time to a gun range. And he tweeted out, uh, according to Kyle, my dad was there and I shot with an AR-15. Afterwards, I posted a few pictures and videos. Uh, so then, of course, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And he was called out for visiting a gun range and posting about it. How dare he? Right. By mm. a, a variety of other students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. But that wasn't the end of the story. When Kyle went to school Monday, his principal informed him that other students had been upset by his posts. Whatever. But that he hadn't done anything wrong. But the other kids were upset by your posts. <laughs> Tough. Tell yeah. him to get over it. <laughs> what are you... What a waste Six? of time for a principal. I know. That, come on. Kyle, listen, listen. You, Some of the students were upset <laughs> by your posts. Okay. <laughs> and? Mean, you got something else? So? Tell them to get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're going to face more difficult things in life than that. I think they've already faced more difficult things than that. But according to Kyle, in the middle of the morning, events took another turn. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Near the end of the third period, my teacher got a call from the office saying I needed to go down and see Mr. Greenleaf. Is that the guy in the Mr. Rogers uh, mm. show? Mr. Oh, Mr. Green Jeans? Mr. Greenleaf? No, and Mr. He's over at the, <laughs> Hi, the neighbor. Lumper room. Hi, neighbor. Do you know Mr. Greenleaf? Oh. I knew you did. That's, that's him right there. Wearing the green shirt. I see. Mr. Greenleaf. I don't remember Mr. Greenleaf. I'm sorry, Fred. I apologize. Mr. Green Jeans. It was. Was it Green Jeans? Is that what it was? Mr. Green Jeans. Or am I Jeans thinking was... of a different? Oh, that's Captain, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, okay. that one. Yeah, my bad. But uh, I'll play the role. Um, <clears throat> okay, that, but there's, there's Mr. Greenleaf right there. Hi, kids. Wearing a green shirt. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Hi, neighbor. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh... <laughs> I de- so Kyle continues. Kyle con- okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I didn't know Mr. Greenleaf, but it, it turned out that he was an armed school resource officer. Huh. Where was he about two months ago, I, I wonder? Different, uh, different, I guess. Okay. I, I went down and found him, and he escorted me to his office. Oh. Then a second officer walked in and sat behind me, because we're dealing with a dangerous kid here. Clearly. Clearly, he's a dangerous I kid. mean, on his own time, he's exercising his constitutional rights. You can't have that. Well, but he posted some pictures. And then you tell what, what people? About, what about the pictures he posted? You know, don't gloss over the pictures he posted. Sorry for making my yeah. classmates uncomfortable. Yeah. Ugh. You're not sorry enough, kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so both of them now began questioning me intensely. First, they began berating my tweet although neither of them had read it. (laughs) Then they began aggressively asking questions about who I went to the range with, whose gun we used, about my father, etc. They were incredibly condescending and rude. (sighs) Then a third officer from the the Broward County Sheriff's Office walked in and began asking me the same questions again. At that point, I asked whether I could record the interview. Shouldn't have asked. Just start doing it. Yeah, no Just kidding. start recording it. Yep. 
and then send it to us. Next time this happens, Kyle, just record it. Man, unbelievable. Brutal. At that point, I asked whether I could record the interview. They said no. I asked if I'd done anything wrong. Again, they answered no. I asked why I was there then. One said, don't get snappy with me. Do you not remember what happened here a few months ago? Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Yeah. Do you guys remember what happened a few months ago? Because uh, yeah. you weren't you were, there. You, you guys were just standing outside, remember? Hmm. You're All of you, just standing outside. Anybody with a gun, waiting outside. Wow. They continued to ask me questions aggressively. Though they could cite nothing I had done wrong, they kept calling me the pro-Second Amendment kid. Jeez. I was shocked and honestly scared. It's too bad that he let him intimidate him because there's nothing they could do to him here. Mm-hmm. He should have just thrown this right back in their faces. Or asked for his attorney. Yes. Good grief. So I'm not answering another question without a lawyer here. Am I being detained? Because I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be in third period, if you I'm recall. going back to class Golly. or get my attorney in this room with me. Seriously, I would have Your stood choice. up. And I, first of all, Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle did nothing wrong. I'm saying it's so tempting just to stand up and leave the room and just see if you get detained. Let, let's escalate this. Seriously. Uh-huh. Mm. Yep. They treated him like a criminal. For no reason. Except that he went to the gun range with his dad, and then he posted some pictures of that. This is infuriating. On Twitter. Is, I, I, I just, it's so infuriating. This country, is, is it, we've lost our minds. We are out of control. Uh, there's no way around that. This, you can't come to any other conclusion. Uh, all the times that Donald Trump has said, if, if this, then we don't have a country. If this, then we don't have a country. Well, look at all these things that are taking away our country, our rights, our free speech. This kid did something out of school, had nothing to do with school, posted on a non-school internet site. The school should have had nothing to say about it. And you got the kids in New Jersey who get suspended for going to the doing the exact same thing. And so that school came to their senses that they can't control you as a private citizen when you're not inside those walls during school time. So back off. Oh, good Lord. (sighs) Just wears me. And then we wonder why, you know, we're pissed off all the time. Jeez, with stories like this, how can you not be? Uh, if the if the kidney doesn't failure doesn't kill you, mm-hmm. I mean these these stories will. The Associated Press Newswire will? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I I mean you could get a brain hemorrhage from this stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm pretty much there. I am uh, absolutely there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more unbelievable stories about uh life in America and you know People standing up for themselves, for the NRA. Um, people who uh, stand up for life and liberty and then just get beat to a pulp for doing it. We'll get into that uh, coming up. Also, Bernie Sanders has released a new plan that will guarantee every American a job. Oh, wait. Brilliant plan. Sounds we'll- Yeah, we'll tell you about it coming up. (laughs) Meantime, spring is in the air, and that brings a lot of pollen. A lot of it ends up in your home. In fact, the air inside your house could be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. But if you want a great fix, 
It's called FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com um, carries over 600 different filter sizes for your HVAC system. They'll even make custom uh, options for you. They're all shipped free within 24 hours, and everything's manufactured right here in America. They have a full range of MERV options for you all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing dangerous pollen and mold, dust, and any kind of allergy-aggravating nonsense floating around in your air. And you'll save 5% if you set up auto delivery right now so you don't have to think about it again. Save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. 888-900-3393. Uh, Mitt Romney couldn't secure the nomination. Facing a primary now. Uh, that's kind of surprising. He's he's uh, trying for the uh, seat of retiring senator, finally, uh, <laughs> Orrin Hatch. Couldn't happen soon enough. And... Uh, he actually came in second place Whoa! after a lengthy, contentious party convention uh, in West Valley City, Utah. Mike Kennedy, a three-time state representative with no national profile, edged him out 50.18 to 49.12. And what is it? So if you don't get 60%, right, then you face the runoff. And this right. is uh, Utah House Representative Mike Kennedy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so... There, he's in a runoff. Wow, and he's, he's in a primary runoff, and he's in second. <laughs> that is unbelievable. June twenty sixth. Now, I would have, you know, I'm not completely blown away that he didn't get, he didn't get to the necessary amount to sixty percent, but that that he didn't take first place in it. That's surprising. <laughs> if he loses this, I mean, he just go retire from politics maybe. yeah I'm, I'm, it might be a good idea to i'm just seeing say, that okay. picture that made the rounds the day after the 2012 election in my head right now where he is uh sadly pumping gas i think oh, at yeah. a gas station in san diego or somebody yeah took a picture of him that's what i'm feeling right now for romney because it feels like that's what might be happening in june yeah it's it's kind of sad uh but let's see romney raised 1.68 million for the campaign which seems light Kennedy raised just over 289,000, almost one-tenth of what Romney raised. But he depicted himself as a bona fide Utah and portrayed Romney as an interloper, which he, you know, sort of is, obviously, for Massachusetts. We need a candidate who's actually lived, worked, and raised a family in the state of Utah, Kennedy said. Until winning the presidency, Trump had had not shown a lot of strength with Republicans in Utah. In 2016, he ran in third place out of three remaining candidates in the state's uh, caucuses, and he won only 14% of the vote. 
uh, Republicans briefly fretted that Trump would lose the state's electoral votes in the fall. He, of course, didn't lose to Evan McMullen. Um, but that's what people thought at the time for a while. Then things changed. But in the end, Trump won 45% of Utah's presidential vote, which was good enough to win. But 45% of Utah voters? Really a bad showing. Uh, and of course, during that campaign, Romney was one of Trump's most ardent critics. And yet, Trump actually, surprisingly, endorsed Romney for this for this run. And uh, and of course, that apparently didn't put him over the top. So let me get this wow. straight. Um, he wasn't liberal enough to run for a Senate seat in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But he's not conservative enough yes. to possibly win a Senate seat in Utah. That might be his problem. That's the problem when you stand in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, that's what happens. Yeah. Good You're luck. not the real article for either side. You know, we want somebody we can really count on with solid values that we can count on once you get to Washington. Because if you get there and you're kind of squishy, mm-hmm. you're going to be squished all over the road. Wait a minute. And you're just going to be working for the other side. I just thought of something. How do we explain Orrin Hatch then? <laughs> he was squished all over the road. Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> Orrin Hatch, please. How did he keep getting... It's like Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. Because it was just Orrin habit. Hatch. How does you this how keep happening? Habit, power, habit, power, I mean, Orrin Hatch had such a machine in Utah that, you know, he scared other people away from his from running against him. Anybody who could have beaten him was was rolled over the top of. Yeah. And uh, I think we could think of a few names that I, I won't mention. <laughs> yeah, but. I know exactly who's in my head, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Got somebody out of the out of the way because uh, he had information on that somebody and. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have beaten him, too. It's yep. really too bad. But somebody looks good uh, on television now. Yeah, they do. All right. 888 <laughs> Uh Bernie Sanders starting early for the 2020 presidential election. Oh. And uh, he announced yesterday that he plans to unveil a whole new set of promises that he can't keep, <laughs> including a massive government expansion plan that includes a guaranteed job for every single American. Sanders and his staff weren't able to say whether the plan was finished or still being crafted, maybe because the plan is so incredibly unrealistic. I can't believe this guy would even consider running again. Is he going to be 104? What is his age now? He's literally going to be close to 80, if not 80. Exactly. It's got to be 79 or 80. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. By yeah. the time he would take office in 2021, how old would he be? Uh, yes, <coughs> 79. <coughs> 79 years old. I mean, <laughs> what, do we need that? I, I don't think so. Uh, but according to Fox News, Sanders has an outline that calls for the government to fund hundreds of projects in categories like infrastructure, education, and the environment. Americans who want to do the hard work of building roads and bridges, educating children, and cleaning up embankments on major highways will either receive a job with one of these projects, full health care benefits, and a $15 per hour wage included, or they'll receive job training. 
Weirdly, the plan also includes dividing the country into 12 separate districts within the United States. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Each with a specialized area of industry that would develop service projects and major infrastructure job plans. And then they would uh, forward that to the Hmm. Department of Labor for approval. Okay, I wonder what the Mockingjay has to say about that. I know. Districts. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, seriously, what in the world? Hunger Games-esque, isn't it? Ouch. Okay. <clears throat> uh, it sounds like something from, you know, some kind of plan from the USSR. Totally. Uh, they actually divided Russia and surrounding nations into 11 separate economic districts. Wow. Huh. <laughs> China under has undertaken a similar plan. Huh. Wow. The draft plan did not include information of how quickly Sanders' hypothetical administration would begin developing a program where the children from each of the 12 districts murder each other for sports. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's in there. In a once-a-year contest, you know, from volunteers. He didn't... But, I mean, that's a good way to pay for all this. Uh-huh. It also doesn't apparently <laughs> include information on how Sanders and his team would combat the uh, distortionary effect of a guaranteed jobs program on the American economy. Uh, but, you know, Sanders has never been one for details anyway. Right. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So wait, you're saying we don't need a new New Deal? No, I like think a newer deal. A newer. Yeah, oh, I don't think deal. we need the the first New Deal. Uh-huh. Uh, had we not had the first New Deal, we would have been out of the reception in I don't know a couple of years, mm-hmm. rather than fourteen, twelve to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like nineteen twenty, for instance, where it was a very deep depression, deeper than the beginning of the depression in nineteen twenty nine. Yet, the hands-off policy, the uh, free market ideas, the let's cut spending. Yeah, Harding and Coolidge. And taxes. Mm-hmm. And see what happens. What happened, Pat? Uh, the Roaring Twenties happened. What does that mean? Is like lions on the loose? What do you mean? I'm, no, I'm, it's, I'm not... it's like where the economy roared like a lion see, they don't for teach almost us 10 years. this in school. Yeah, boy, they sure so don't. So I just don't even know. Why was it loud? Sure what was happening? No, there's a lot of people making a lot of money. <laughs> and there were a lot of conveniences introduced into American homes during the 1920s that weren't there before. Oh, that yeah. was that evil capitalism thing? Yeah, it that was. That caused the stock market to crash and yeah. all that other good stuff. Right. And then, we had to have FDR come and ride to the rescue. We, we right. learned that. Yeah, you rode to the rescue. We learned about that. Jeez, man. Uh, also, a conservative student was assaulted during the Change My Mind event. Uh, a right-leaning libertarian student group at Kent State University Liberty Hangout held a Change My Mind event Friday on the topic of gun rights. One student, freshman... Uh, John Mensikowitz engaged the group in conversation for about 13 minutes, knocking a camera out of another student's hands. See, because that's that's loving and <laughs> and tolerant, yeah, and inclusive <laughs> and open-minded. You know, it's all of all of those things. Uh, at this particular event. According to the Liberty Hangout, 
uh, Marcinkowitz approached the group at around 3.15 and engaged them in conversation. He debated with the group for over 13 minutes before crumpling up an information paper he had been handed and striking the camera, a Canon Rebel 26i, priced it about 650 bucks, knocked it out of the hands of Nathan Murphy. After he lost the debate, yeah. There's some fun video of that. It's one camera dead in Ohio. Oh, no. This is a yeah. Kent State, isn't camera, it? Camera died. Oh, yeah. The camera died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Ten soldiers. And uh, Mankiewicz is coming. Finally on our own. This camera heard the drumming. There's one camera dead in Ohio. Goodness gracious. Uh, so they broke it. Well, it was damaged. Along with 55 millimeter lenses. Priced at another 100 bucks or so. I mean... It, it doesn't matter, though, because these people never pay a price for their actions, and they're never called out for being violent and disruptive and, and douchebags. They just get away with it for some reason and pay no price. Why? I, I guess it's their ideology. I guess because <laughs> the, the authorities who would do something about it must agree with them ideologically. I don't know. I don't know how this happens all the time. If this was a re- if this was somebody on the right slapping a, an expensive camera out of the hands of somebody on the left, all hell would have broken loose. The guy would have been arrested. Uh, there'd be calls for these people to to be arrested and and taken away and not allowed to be at these events. And how ugly and hateful they are. That's all we'd hear. Mm-hmm. But it's perfectly fine when they do it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, they had it coming. Are, are you saying these are libertarians? Yeah. That, libertarians don't deserve $650 cameras. Yeah, just don't worry about it. 888 <laughs> uh, Let me tell you about Bomb, Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Mm-hmm. Wayne is the uh, founder of Bomb Shot Lip Balm. He was here a few weeks ago. Uh, he has an interesting story. Developed lip cancer because he got constant sunburns over the years. And it was so bad that he had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. Now, fortunately, you can't even tell. Um, but so he's a pretty big advocate of good lip balm. And he got really frustrated with the substandard products that he always had. The tubes were cheap. The product was subpar. And he was tired of finding a gooey mess in his pocket all the time. And how many times does that happen to you? Um, all the time, but not with Balm Shop because it... Listen, you hear that little click? I mean, it locks in, and it ain't opening up in your pocket. Love you it. lock it in and rip the knob off. Now, of course, if you rip the knob off, right, it, yes. it defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. I see what you did. But though. you can lock it in. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. Yeah. He had this idea for like the 22-shell-looking thing, and it's it's really cool. Trigger it'll, liberal. It'll piss off your liberal yeah, so friends. So if your liberal friend says, oh, I have chapped lips. Oh, you, oh, you want to borrow some Try this. Shot there and- yeah, it's a bomb oh, shot. Oh, no, there's a... There's oh, a my... Oh, 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 oh. Is that a shotgun uh, shell? <laughs> oh, no, I'm triggered. <laughs> if you bring that to school, I'll bet you he'll, you're, wow. you'll wind up at the principal's oh, office. Oh, get be your fine. kids to test That'd that out in yeah. your school district. That would be fine. <laughs> So Wayne started making his own product. Uh, in 2010, he decided, okay, I'm sick of this. I'm just going to do something that works. And he did. You fast forward seven years, uh, and probably seven million times his wife said, that works so well, you should let everybody do it. Yeah. 
Uh, my wife is always saying that too, and I don't listen to it. Wayne fortunately listened to his wife. Mm-hmm. And seven years later, it's in over 3,000 stores nationwide. His product is 100% American made right there in Boise, Idaho. And right now, they have a special offer for Blaze listeners. Just go to balmshot.com and use the promo code PAT. If you buy the six pack, uh, that's six different varieties, you'll get a, a tube, the seventh tube for free. So you buy six, you get seven, plus free shipping. That's balmshot.com, promo code PAT. B A L M S H O T.com, balmshot.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Trump and Frenchy Frenchman President Macron hmm? are holding a news conference together. Hmm. Uh, Trump just used the cliched France is our oldest ally, which is true. Yeah, that's true. France literally is our oldest ally. Big thanks to them. But I will say this. They don't punch above their weight. <laughs> they never have. <laughs> <laughs> nope uh when uh napoleon tried uh, he got slapped back pretty hard yeah <clears throat> he had a few few glorious minutes or days mm-hmm. a couple of decent decent years mm-hmm. but in the end <clears throat> paid a serious price yeah and it forced him to sell us louisiana thank you very much what is this hey let's let's attack russia in the winter in our <laughs> shorts with no food supply. What is that theory? I don't well, understand. You're supposed it. to be able to keep the, your hands warm and you just tuck them into your shirt the way I he guess. did. That takes care of I, The French did it. The Germans did it. That's uh, the dumbest thing you could ever do. Not a smart plan. Have you heard of Russia? Do you know it's cold there? Uh, they got a lot of people and they're willing to do a lot of stuff to defend their territory. Uh, as I guess we would. We've just never. Since the Revolutionary War in 1812, had the opportunity or necessity to to do it. But. Oh, look look up Alaska in World <clears throat> War II. That, All that, right, that didn't go well. Uh, Japan invaded up there, and uh, Japan did actually go to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't I even know that story. For about, it's it is it <clears throat> should be a movie. There was a ham radio operator that that warned us. Anyway. Oh, it's like a great, I'm going to look for that. Yeah, it's really cool. Sounds like a cool story. Yeah. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Rick in Utah, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hello, Pat. Hi. Uh, I, I've grown up in Utah all my life, and and uh, I'm of the pre- predominant religion uh, as Mitt Romney is, and mm-hmm. I voted for him as as president. I think he's probably one of the most honest people in Washington at the time. But you know something? Uh, uh, I wouldn't vote for Mitt Romney as uh, a state senator here in Utah because mm-hmm. uh, remember what 40 years ago we got uh, Orrin Hatch. Yep. He's another typical northeastern person who decided to come to utah and represent utah because of the vacating senate seat and right. we tried decades to get rid of this guy and couldn't get rid of him no you sure couldn't and uh, i i you know i want someone who who's lived here who has experienced the uh, overhanding reach of uh, the federal bureaucracy mm-hmm. i.e blm i don't blame you your land management yep 
And what we have to put up with from, at the, from, from the federal level, Mitt Romney has never lived. Right. I'm sure he's aware of it. He has to be if he's as intelligent as he as everybody thinks he is. But, uh, you know, he just he doesn't live it. And right. uh, we want someone in here that's lived the life and experienced what the federal government does. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Utah deserves a solid conservative. I, I don't know that that's Mitt Romney. He's like a... Mm, squishy nouveau conservative sort of you know somewhat moderate conservative uh, in a lot of his policies so yeah i don't i don't blame you rick appreciate the call i i just thought he was gonna have an easy skate there because yeah it's Mitt romney you know he's the one with the name recognition he's the one that can raise all the money he's the one who's been anointed by trump he's the one that everybody thought was just going to steamroll into it. It was almost president. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it came fairly close to that. If he just wasn't a, a Mormon. Oh, <sighs> brother. Yeah, that's one thing I will never understand from the way the South voted in 2012 to the way they voted in 2016. Um, Different? You bet. I, I mean, you bet. It, it's yeah. maddening. Yeah, they didn't vote for a Mormon. They voted for a guy who. Yeah, and then in 2016, it was what? We're not looking for a pastor in chief. We don't want somebody perfect. <laughs> I mean, nobody's perfect. Well, that was part of your problem with Mitt Romney was that he was too perfect, right? Didn't <laughs> didn't we hear that all the time? It was actually a descriptor of a man. <laughs> You know what? He's just too perfect. I don't know. His hair is never out of place. Yeah. What do you want? Gravy stains on his shirt? What do you want? You you, you want his tie off kilter? Wait a minute. You, you want him to unbutton his pants? What, what do you on. want him to do? You know what we're doing? We're trying to make sense of this world. Man. I know you can't. We've got to stop doing it. We you get to this trap can't. every time, and it's just not... <laughs> I mean, you're trying to make sense of a liberal world, and it just it, it doesn't work. It's a square peg in a round hole, or a round hole in a square peg. One of the two. Yeah, I'm not work. sure which one it know, is. But both kind of work. It's something that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that actually doesn't work. You can't get the, oh, I see the one into the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is kind of weird. In our liberal world, San Francisco mayor is taking aggressive measures to remove the tents of the homeless people from city sidewalks. Now, we've had stories quite a few times about what a mess San Francisco is. First of all, it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It's really a cool place. I I love San Francisco, apart from the ideology there and the stupidity there and the Nancy Pelosi there. San Francisco could be a great place to live. You know, you have moderate weather, you have moderate summers, fairly moderate winters, uh, and it's... It's beautiful. But then they turned it into this place for homeless where they got these tents, where they've got these poop piles, literally of human waste. And I don't know, they just did a study. One of the groups in San Francisco just did a study of a like a 14-block uh, area along one of the main San Francisco streets. Oh, no. And a really nice one. And they found 300 piles of human feces in that span of 300 piles of human feces and untold thousands of used needles, condoms, 
all manner of stuff littering the streets and the homeless living on the streets. And if yeah, if you're at work right now, I believe I just heard the microwave beep. Your lunch is, is yeah, it's, ready. It's for ready. You. Go so ahead. And just get go that ahead and enjoy it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the 300 piles, and you're welcome. <laughs> But after years of complaints, Uh San Francisco uh, Mayor Mark Farrell vowed Friday to become more aggressive in clearing out the city sidewalks of homeless encampments. Whoa. He said, enough is enough. We've offered services time and again and gotten many off the street, but there's a resistant population that remains and their tents have to go. Wow. Wow. So what, you hate your own policies now? How about that? Welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, if you're viewing this on uh, the Blaze TV, we just had some important things arrive: <laughs> cinder blocks, and uh, adding to our Flex Seal family of products. I saw this boat in half. Uh, we've got Flex Glue now because they're they're pushing this on on TV, and they put two thick strips of flex glue down on cinder blocks Uh then put one cinder block on top of the other where the glue is and lift it immediately i want to see that happen with my own eyes yeah so we're going to do a demonstration another flex seal demonstration is coming your way we tried to saw the boat in half it was a teeny one (laughs) it wasn't really a boat but it didn't do anything the, the tape didn't do anything it said it was going to do. At least not for us. I don't know if we did something wrong, but we had teeny little leaks that weren't stopped by that tape. And you see it just gushing out of the buckets uh, on the TV commercial. And they just slap a little piece on and it's fine. Yeah, it works instantly. <laughs> There's no way. I knew it wouldn't work and it didn't. It didn't. Hope I can get this tube open because uh, Chris Cruz stole my scissors, so mm. now I'm having to... Okay, well, maybe you shouldn't open it yet. Why not? Because we're not going to do this until Friday. Oh, we're going to do it Friday? Yeah. Not, not this moment? No. Oh. Then I thought I'll we already wait. talked about that. Right. What, what are you doing? Wait till Friday. Let's wait till Friday. I mean, did we not just say that? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, we've got Flex Shot, <laughs> and we've got Flex Glue, and we're going to be ready for Friday. So, Friday. make sure you're here with us on Friday when we do the next All right. big... Flex seal demonstration. So I'll stop chewing on the tube because we're doing it. Yeah, don't don't chew on the tube because <laughs> if you get it open, then it's probably just going to be crappy by Friday. Oh, All right. good point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, uh, or at Pat Unleashed, where struggling Loomby says Pat had the heartbreak of psoriasis in his kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there. Yeah, yeah, I did. I guess uh, worship leader Caleb. The kidney stones don't kill you. The eye cancer from reading these awful news stories will. Uh, from Kaboom, another part of the Sanders 100 plan, uh, save the USPS by bringing back the Pony Express. 
I didn't know that was actually part of the plan, but that's good. <laughs> that's good. TMB Jackhole 1371, you know uh, Senator Sanders won't get the welfare vote. They won't vote for someone who will make them work. <laughs> uh, nice. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred uh thirty three ninety three. Also, have you seen this judge in South Florida who berated a woman in a wheelchair? She was having trouble dr- uh, breathing during her little court appearance, and she was treated like garbage. And there's a follow up here. Watch what happens um, when the South Florida judge Marilee Ehrlich. Uh, berates this poor wheelchair-bound woman. Does your daughter live with you, ma'am? Yes, yes, ma'am. Excuse me, don't say anything beyond what I am asking you. Trust me, I am... Ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am. She lives with who? She lives with me and she lives with my daughter in Miami. Is that a different location? Yes, Do, excuse me, oh, counsel, can yes, you please, do, is there any way you can on the phone talk to these people? As, I, I spoke to Miss Twiggs, I believe. I know, I know that, but while proceedings are ongoing, can you speak to them or no? no the phone's off to the side, it can't do both. But, I'm, I'm just trying, don't, first of all, attorneys don't interrupt the court. And listen to what the court says, because it may answer your questions. Ma'am. My one question to you, can someone there give her water as a kindness? He's clearly struggling. Really sad. Ma'am, do you need water? Just nod your head. And I'm breathing treatment. Ma'am, I am not here to talk to you about your breathing treatment. That, excuse me. Oh, Lord. Will you say something, counsel, in the microphone so that she can hear you and you can give her instructions about propriety in court? I'm not going to spend all day with her interrupting me. Mm. It's your turn to speak, counsel. Uh, The woman died three days later from COPD. Uh, She needed breathing treatments. Uh, Really heartbreaking. She she went home and I guess told her sister like she was treated like a dog in court. No respect at all. She was just berated and belittled. And then died in her sleep a couple nights later. Not because of what this judge did, obviously, but uh, just a really sad situation. The good news here is uh, the judge was relieved of her duties. Bye-bye. Put into early retirement. She was going to retire anyway in June. And so they said, yeah, uh, you know what? Don't come back to the bench with that attitude. And I I think, you know, we all probably have really bad days where we feel like crap or we're just in a bad mood. or. uh, But that's a good reminder right there to... Try not to take that out on other people, and especially people who are sick to begin with. So, so let's keep in mind, I've got kidney stones here, okay? Be nice to me. Oh, wait. Like, you're saying right? even during the break I shouldn't be talking to you <laughs> Yes. Like that? Yes. Oh. And the way I was treated on Glenn's show today. Right, right. Well, see. I, continually uh, said the, saying that I was going to die sure. soon. 
I mean, I mean it got a lot of clicks. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> and and I, I can't speak for Glenn. Uh-huh. I can only speak for me. But I think maybe what has happened between you and I and the way I've been talking to you the last couple of days uh, in the hallways mm-hmm. or during the breaks, some, mm-hmm. you know, because I just put on my happy face here, right? right? Right. And I just take it out on the news itself. Right. But um, I've been dealing with Jeffy. Okay. You left me with Jeffy. That is true. So I think there might be some residual happening where <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, that's right. It's not Jeffy anymore. So it's going to take me a couple of days to come down off of that. So I apologize for the way I've been speaking with you. I mean, it's not a great thing to use as a life lesson, though, because we all do have our off days. We've probably acted like this judge at some point to somebody and hurt their feelings and acted like, you know, treated somebody, somebody like crap. And then to understand that that was a human being, that was a, a woman, a child of God, and she was struggling, really having a tough time, and then went home and a short while later died. And so that was one of her last life experiences. Really sad. But again, you know, use it as a, as a life lesson for us. 888 um, this looks like a, a cool story as well. Retired astronaut Chris Hadfield talking about common myths about space in a video for Wired. In this clip, he explains what happens when an astronaut is sucked out of an airlock, something that happens all the time in, in a sci-fi movie. Hi, I'm Commander Chris Hadfield, astronaut, spaceship commander, space walker, part-time musician. I'm here today to hopefully debunk some common space myths. Here's this common perception that you will immediately fry to a crisp by the unfiltered, unadulterated solar radiation if you get sucked out of the airlock. In truth, it's way worse than that. In the shade in space, Mm. it's like minus 250 degrees. But the part of you that's in the sun, it's plus 250 degrees at least. So it's going to start boiling and burning. So it's like lying on a red hot stove with a piece of dry ice on your back. And (laughs) your lungs are going to be sucked flat instantaneously. But even worse than that is your blood is going to boil, like opening a can of pop where suddenly all the little bubbles come out because there's no air pressure around you. So simultaneously, you okay. are going to freeze, boil, burn, freeze, boil, get the bends, burn, and no bends, longer be able to breathe. Not bend. any way to go. No. Wow. Okay. So I think in the past on this program, I, mm. I've discussed how maybe I would be up for that uh, trip to Mars to go and colonize it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my name out of the hopper. Okay. Because, uh, uh, boy, that's uh, not so fun right there. It's interesting how the Chris Hadfield discussion began at the Barbara Bush funeral. I, I didn't realize that he started it there. but uh. Well, Houston is where the funeral was, and we know it's a space city. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so that tied right in. Uh-huh. That's... That's a good point. That's what do you mean? Point. TV's telling me that they hate me. I, I, I'm sorry. I just saved you by connecting Houston with the NASA video. See, Keith is trying to pull it out of the fire right? there by connecting the dots. So I thought Chris was going to debunk it and say, nah, you can be fine when you're uh, sucked out of the airlock into space. It's, that's an old wives' tale. You can, you can be fine for 15, 20 minutes, and somebody can come out, meander out, and get you and bring you back in. You're... It's worse than it's depicted. It's wow. Let him go. I did not expect that <laughs> at all. Wow. Yeah, you know how you get you sucked out and and it looks like you, you it gets really bad for you and you kind of explode. It, yeah, it's worse <laughs> than that. Oh wow. Yeah. And it's amazing that you know you can be in space orbiting our planet 
and the sun from 93 million miles away can burn you to a crisp like that. It's not amazing. It's 93 million miles from here, and it's going to burn you at 270 degrees that quickly with no atmosphere. Wow. That's impressive. It's an impressive star. Even though it's not one of the biggest, it's still fairly impressive. It does a good job of, I mean, I was about to say it, of heating the planet. But we know it's CO2 that does that. See, see, that's where you (laughs) went. I almost said something ridiculous. (laughs) That's where you went. My brain was going, all right, do I want to say, are you sure the sun is 93 million miles away? Because I thought it was like, you know, two dozen. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I half of me wanted to go the flat Earth route. The other half wanted me to go the Al Gore <laughs> surface of the sun hut in our planet. You know, if you just drill down, you just drill down a couple of kilometers uh-huh. under the surface. Okay. It's incredibly hot down there, several million degrees. So oh. yeah, it's even hotter under the surface of the Earth, obviously that than is insane than the sun. Yeah, so but wow, so scary uh, kids. So uh, who wants to grow up to be an astronaut? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me oh. maybe when we get that thing perfected you know like they do in star trek maybe then it would be time to go explore the galaxy but yeah maybe when we start uh, wait a while hitching a ride with the russians yes. uh, we can uh, get back and yeah, we space don't even have film. a stinking vehicle that can get us up there anymore oh, it's pathetic mm-hmm. <laughs> years ago glenn and tanya had a really bad uh experience as we told you selling their home and <clears throat> so because they wanted to spare you uh that hassle they created a great network of realtors. Now, not only can um, only realtors be members of the National Association of Realtors, uh, but uh, <laughs> only good realtors can be part of Real Estate Agents I Trust. We look for their experience, their marketing plans, what kind of character they have, and what kind of results have they gotten for their clients in the past. Plus, add this little special nugget they're fans of the show, and that means they share something in common with you, and that's, that's a great place to start. And so these are real estate agents you can trust. So if you're trying to sell your house, you've had some tough times doing it, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Get, get your home sold fast and for the most money. Or if you're looking to buy, it's a great way to go as well. Real Estate Agents I Trust. Dot com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. By the way, thank you for your well wishes, everybody who's expressed them. Uh, and if you haven't, what kind of unfeeling? Yeah, what's your problem? Despicable human being. Are you? Wow. No, but thank you. Um, I, I I am doing. I mean, much better. Yeah, um, but you still have a ways to go, man. I do. Yeah, I got two surgeries to go. Uh, next week I'll be out on Wednesday and then the following Monday. And then, so I don't know about Thursday and Tuesday because who knows? Last time didn't go very well. You know what? After the surgery. I will personally carry a microphone 
tethered to this building all the way to wherever your hospital bed is. Will you? And you'll be doing a show those days. Uh, I was in like the worst shape of the whole of the whole experience, uh, laying there in a hospital bed, looking like crap, hair sticking up on end everywhere. And my wife says, "So uh, should we do a Facebook Live, like Glenn?" <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, no. I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> that is that's awesome. not exactly my style, but mm-hmm. it's definitely Glenn's, which is why Glenn is where he is, and and here I am. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Hi. He's willing to share those intimate moments uh, with see. his hands standing on end, with I his hair you. on end, uh-huh. and his hemorrhoids being operated on, and mm-hmm. a fentanyl craze, or whatever he was in when he did that. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up today on the show. That was so funny. He didn't know what to do with that. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. Uh, good times. 888 <laughs> uh, Caroline in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. So, I am a Utah state delegate. I was there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not vote for Mitt Romney. Um, it was contentious. Was it really? And, oh, it was insane. I mean, we essentially started, I mean, 7 o'clock you could come, you could come meet the candidates, but we were all in our seats by 11 o'clock. Explain we the process, because the caucus in Utah, is, it's a little bit different than most people are used to. So how does it work? You, you become a delegate, right? And then you go to the convention. Right. right. So your precinct, which is an area just mapped out where you live, mm-hmm. um, you go to a precinct... And, and the people of your precinct can elect you as state delegate. And then there's like uh, maybe two months where you get to um, all the candidates go around the state and you get to have meet and greets. They'll do town halls on phones. Right. And um, you do get to meet all the candidates, things. right? So you get some alone time with them? Um, kind of. Um, you know, the meet and greets, there's usually a lot of people there. Um, I... I if you have extra questions, sometimes you can ask them afterwards. Yeah. Uh, like all of them were really kind. Uh, some of them, since I'm in the southern part of the state and we get no attention here. Um, actually, I did one-on-one phone calls with several of them and they answered all 35 of my questions, but not Mitt Romney. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Is that what swayed you or was it something else? Well, there was a few things. Um so when Mitt Romney came to our meet and greet and he's sitting there giving his little spin or whatever, I've got my notebook and pencil ready and he talked about the issues, mm-hmm. but he did not say how he was going to solve those issues. So I couldn't answer any of my questions. And then when I got him afterwards, I was allowed three <clears throat> questions and he yelled at me. So yeah. He yelled at you? Really? Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's not cool. I'm surprised. No, He's, no. I mean, he is a seasoned politician at this point. He should know better than that. Wow. Did you bring up the dog on the roof? Is that what your fatal <laughs> fall was there, Caroline? <laughs> what about that haircut when you were 18 that you gave that kid? Yep, that's what Against it his will. You gave him a, you forced a haircut on that kid. Mm-hmm. Was it one of those kinds no, of deals? or No. no it, okay. It wasn't. I, I brought up his record, something he had said on camera, actually. Oh, boy. You can't do that to a politician. Okay, so what rec- what record did you mention that he didn't like? I said, in your 2002 gubernatorial campaign, you said on camera 
I think people recognize that I am not a partisan Republican. Oh my and I'm gosh. someone who is a moderate. Good and my you. views are progressive. What are you going to do to convince <laughs> me that you aren't just telling Utah what they want to hear? What a great and brilliant question for Mitt Romney. <laughs> I mean, that sums up his entire career. It's what it's the problem we had with him in 2012. And he was, you know, he didn't like us because of it. Because we didn't just jump on ship because we're LDS like he was. And we didn't go along for the ride, and he wasn't happy about it. And I'm sorry. We, we had questions like you did. And so he yelled at you over that? Yeah, he said, check my record. I ran for president. That was his answer. Yeah, well, I have checked your record, and that's why I'm asking exactly. you the question. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Dude, you're not in any shape right now to be yelling at constituents. That's a really bad idea. Yeah. So who do you like better? Do you like the Kennedy guy? Uh, is he better? Well, in the first round, I didn't vote for Kennedy. I was one of the 435 delegates who voted for someone else. But in second mm. round, I did vote for Kennedy. I did get some one-on-time time with Kennedy, and the man's a doctor, he's a lawyer, he's a, you know, state rep, he's, he's a decent guy. I like him a lot better than Mitt. Okay. He's a doctor and a lawyer? Whoa! Yes. What kind of egghead is this guy? Right. I mean, can you leave a job <laughs> for somebody else in the state? Please. Come on now. Well, he's not a practicing lawyer, <laughs> but he is a practicing doctor. Guy's a doctor and a lawyer, a and s- now he's going to be a U.S. senator? Stop it. Leave something for the rest of us. That's a lot of schooling, by the way. Wow, this guy is greedy. He is greedy. Pretty (laughs) soon you've got enough jobs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, Caroline. That's interesting insight into that process. Is it not? Don't be taking... What? I mean, you want to do this now? That I'm I mean, you for. can do it now if you want no, to. No, I'm just looking to see what I've got coming up. Oh, okay. Just you know who's coming get off up? Me. You know get who's coming me. up because we haven't had enough lately is, uh, is, uh, is Jeffy. this guy right here, Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Fisher will, <laughs> will be in uh, in studio in just a <laughs> few minutes. I, I don't know what this has to do with it. I, Why did you grab that then? I don't know. Just, I told you. I was just, I'm grabbing been away for, for a while, so you don't Grabbing know. for straws right now. I've been away. And so... For some reason, when I thought of Jeffy, I, I decided to reach for the pink pig. Just kind of like a Pavlov's dog reaction, I yeah, guess. So you're yeah. just like, you know, I'm talking I'm about Jeffy. programmed or something. A, I don't there's know. There's a pig right there, and it just... And bang. Seamless. So, yeah. So... Uh, what are you going to do? 888 <laughs> We can do this now if you would like to, though, because this is very important. You the dog do take furniture? Yeah. I mean, uh, we we can talk yeah. a little bit about it and then get into it a little bit deeper. Because yeah, this is we got some big, some important <clears throat> going on specifically right now with dog tag furniture. Troy's been telling us about. Um, uh, yeah, stuff. Uh, really sad event. Cynthia Miller, a Navy veteran, was murdered in Missouri by her boyfriend in a murder suicide. Uh, she's a vet, estranged from her parents, and in fact. They called Troy only to see if there was a life insurance policy, not to see if he could bury her. Uh, Once Troy said, no, there's no life insurance, they hung up, wanted nothing to do with funeral arrangements. So, currently, her body is at the funeral home in Missouri, unclaimed. It's hard to get through these sometimes and not... uh, 
Troy says we're claiming her body and ensuring she's buried. But we have another problem. No one is willing to attend her a funeral. And we're putting out a call to all veterans to ensure she receives a military send-off. I'm gathering dates and a place. <sighs> yeah, and, and the family of the boyfriend, <clears throat> the murderer, um, they're paying for his funeral, but they're not paying for hers. So not only... And he killed her. He killed her, and um, his parents and her parents, neither are paying a dime um, for, for funeral costs. And the VA... Um, they uh, are sending seventy six dollars and seventy one cents. Oh, that should that should do it, right? Seventy? No, it's seventy one dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, seventy one. Did you say seventy six? You yeah. gave him five dollars too much credit. You're right. Seventy one dollars and sixty seven cents. Here, knock yourself out. Have a great funeral mm-hmm. uh, for her. So, With seventy one dollars, let's knock ourselves out and round up. With seventy two dollars. So this this is the kind of work that Troy is doing. And we'll yeah. tell you more about this coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, and, and the big thing all Troy wants <clears throat> is he if you're a veteran Gosh. near Kimberly City, Missouri, the funeral is this Saturday, April twenty eighth, one p.m. Okay, it's at the Stump Funeral Home, Kimberly City, Missouri. Please, any veteran that is listening, he's asking if you could attend one o'clock Saturday. That'd be great. Dogtagfurniture.com. We're going to tell you more about it coming up in a few minutes, but I I can't say enough about the work Troy is doing at Dogtag Furniture. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Oh, uh, I just noticed April 24th. Is that today? April 24th? Oh, it's it's uh, yeah, today. It's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. Uh, Jeffy, so we oh brought you a blanket. Oh, yeah, here you go. If you want to get wrapped. There you go. You look cold over there. <laughs> yeah, we were excited about that. All morning. Yeah. That's funny. That's what that is. It's funny. Isn't that funny? That's funny. Isn't that funny? Were you? Uh, this reminds me. Just reminds me of what you were just talking about about the Broward County judge. Yeah, and, uh, and nice we're all children of God. I thought I heard, and uh, what uh, you know, we need to remember. I, I don't. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure the wording. Edit this part out. That Ron. was just edit this part was just out. spoken on this broadcast. Edit not 30 minutes out. ago. <laughs> but man, that went downhill fast, then didn't it? It did go downhill fast. You're right. Hey, this is funny, right? Look, funny. everybody's life needs an outlet, and right? Don't cut funny. I mean, that was mine and Glenn's theory for the first seven years of our existence together. Oh, no. You don't cut funny. You don't? You don't cut funny. You don't. I know that. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why I I said it was so funny. I was just reminding you of what you were talking about (laughs) earlier in the broadcast. Why? What did that have to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And also, earlier in the broadcast, Mm. you were talking about Kyle Cashew. Yeah. But I noticed... Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Gray yes. and Mr. Malinag, Mr. Producer, uh, Mr. I'm on Kyle's side. You failed to even show mm. for the people on Blaze Television Network mm-hmm. the photos that he posted. Uh oh. So, 
Oh boy. Uh, there they are, and you can change your little singing tune now, okay? How scared are you now? Uh, not. Oh, still, still kind yeah. of not. How scared are you now? Sort of. Okay. Not. Yeah. Look at those things. Here's what he said. I will look not hide my love for our constitution, including two A, and am proud to have taken my first lesson on gun safety and shooting this evening. Oh, that's threatening. Yeah. Isn't really. It? That means he's going to shoot up the school, and that's why the three officers were berating him in the office. I carry this that. card in my wallet with me at all times. Mm-hmm. It's from a, an attorney in Florida. And on the back of it, it says, I want my lawyer. If I'm not mm-hmm. under arrest, please let me go. I do not waive any of my constitutional rights. I do not want to answer any questions. I do not consent to any search of my person or property. I bet that's come in handy for you. I, I like to keep it in my wallet. Just, I just like to keep it around. <laughs> you know, just a reminder. Just a reminder. It's funny that you carry that everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you literally it's, do, it's don't just, you? Because you've taken that out on a yeah, multiple. How many times have you had to get that out? I love it. I keep it with me. It's in my wallet. <clears throat> yeah, I have stuff like that at all times. And you've taken it out and used it how many times? I mean, no, look, just keep it there to remind you all right. of, the, of the law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't necessarily like want to talk about the times you brandished it. Well, look. I mean. It's my fault I'm remembering the law? Yeah. <laughs> Just because they're police officers, I'm supposed to be scared? No. Uh, and I want to say, uh, I got a reminder also, I want to tell everyone uh, that was in contact with me the past week or so, um, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to pay your bills. Uh, the end of the world did not happen yesterday. Did not happen, no. So, um, mm-hmm. pay the bills. We got a letter from somebody who was upset uh, that we were mocking. What? Uh, yeah, we weren't mocking the rapture. She was. She took issue that Glenn and I were mocking the rapture. Now, while that's uh, not necessarily no. a bleep, I share. I we weren't mocking the rapture. We were mocking the guy who keeps who is purporting that it was going to happen that because it was going to happen yesterday. Uh, because as some she points planet out, that doesn't exist. Right. That's the stupid part of it. The Nibiru thing, which is fictional, and he's using that and all of that <laughs> right. stuff. The Virgo and the. the which it, it it wasn't even in Virgo, <laughs> and all that astrological nonsense. But never mind that. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the rapture. But, we were making fun of the guy whose prediction it is, because these people hurt actual Christians and actual Christian thank belief. You. And it it's uh, insane that they keep doing this over and over. Because as she points out in, the, I think it's Susan. Susan, we certainly weren't besmirching anybody's belief except for this guy who except keeps predicting this, yeah, this stuff. This, uh, what's this because as Susan points name. out, nobody knows the time. Numerologist David Mead. Right. Right. It was uh, David Mead that yeah. we were making fun of. Yes. Thank you. Not the rapture. So um, earlier we mm-hmm. talked about a man who was uh, uh, found uh, stealing uh, fajitas from the school oh, yeah. lunch program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, uh, he got busted. They found out about it because he took the day off because he had a doctor's appointment and, uh, he forgot about the 800 pound fajita delivery that was supposed to happen that day. And they showed up at the school and everybody was like, we weren't supposed to get these. What is this for? And, and they were specifically asking for this man, uh, Gil, Gilbert Bel- Gilberto Escamilla. Oh, that's nice. Uh, you got S. Camellia, but you couldn't get Gilberto. I know. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, 
so apparently he's been taking these shipments. School doesn't even. It's, it's National Pigs in a Blanket Day, I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, look at this. Somebody gave me a blanket. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> it was I, just in case you were cold. They're not connected. Yeah, I'm always it was cold. Just cold uh, yeah. in you here. know me. Because it is cold you, in here today, and, and is it? Uh, I was just looking out for you. you, you I wasn't know, calling you. you anything by well, giving I appreciate, you that blanket. I, I appreciate the sentiment. All right. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. You're not room, cold. I believe has never once in my lifetime been cold enough for a blanket, <laughs> All <right>. ever. <clears throat> okay, that's good to know. Uh, so uh, Gil Vecto uh, was uh, was arrested, and they realized that he'd been uh, taking deliveries and letting the school pay hmm. for the uh, fajitas. Uh, he was sentenced to fifty years in prison. Whoa! And a one point two million dollars worth of fajitas over nine hmm. years. Fifty. Years was this like a third wow. time offense or something? I don't know. Wow, that's man. I, I you know he was look the school system wasn't didn't serve him, so he was just having them specially ordered, and they'd show up, and he, the school would pay for him, and he'd take them home and then sell them. So I mean, he was you know enhancing mm-hmm. his income a tad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, fifty years, and Ooh. that's wrong. But that's a long time. For it that, sure is for that offense. Come on, it now. sure is. Come on. Uh, speaking of another crime. Uh, man, this this woman, she needs to serve time, okay? Right mm-hmm. now, she's just facing a $500 fine. Uh, she was flying into the United States from France on Delta, and uh, as they were, you know, flying across the ocean, uh, they gave her an apple as a snack and a little baggie that said Delta Airlines on it. Mm. And she thought, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to have my apple later, and she put it in her bag. Okay. Uh, no. Tell me she didn't take it off the airplane. Uh, she took it off the airplane. Oh, did they Did they have a SWAT team waiting for her? <laughs> Pretty close, man. Okay. She was selected and random, randomly to be uh, searched. Well, can I tell you something? You don't want some random apple coming off a flight. In a, in a Ziploc bag that says Delta on it. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. What if she so, were to bake a pie in the airport or so something? So she says the custom agent said, uh, <clears throat> so uh, was your trip expensive? And uh, she was like, well, yeah. Well, it's going to be five hundred dollars more expensive now. Oh no! Fines are five hundred bucks. That is unbelievable. And uh, and though the worst part of it is it could affect her global entry status, mm-hmm. which uh, you know apparently uh, allows you to be pre-approved as low-risk travelers. Oh. Yeah. So you have expedited clearance into the U.S. I'm trying to bring but, an apple in. So she has that, but the, she still gets the random search. I mean, mm. did they? Did somebody say? Mm. I think she put an apple in her bag on go, the plane. Go 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 go! <laughs> I mean, that's seriously border customs. Agent? So they, a spokesperson said that all agricultural items must be declared. Sweet, must be declared. Now I, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I understand that you don't want somebody bringing in, you know, a suitcase full of plums from France. I got it with the bugs. We'll have France bugs all over our plum trees in the U.S. I got it, <laughs> but. Uh, the, the spokesman for Delta said, oh, we encourage our customers to adhere to U.S. Customs and Border Protection policies and requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, how about maybe, I don't know, a little reminder on international flights? Don't forget. You know, especially if they're giving out if they're giving out something specifically on the airplane mm-hmm. that they can't bring through customs as a, as a snack or whatever they're giving away, whatever it is. Now, that's a, I mean, so we can't keep tens of thousands of ms-13 gang members out of this country but we sure can keep an apple out is that is that kind of the moral of the story uh, it seems like it yeah 
Okay, do you know what a harm that apple could do? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, I want to know, because I don't know. What, uh, what harm could that apple dear, do? Don't be silly. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't, don't. Uh, then, then, then enlighten oh gosh, those that I, may I, be tuning in I, and have no I, idea what the I, apple do. I know could you're do. trying to you know, play Mr. Ha 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 Dummy, but don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't play Mr. Ha 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 Dummy on the radio. I am uh, that dumb. Because, uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, apples are... Sure. I, Frightening. Stop Dangerous. yourself. Especially the Granny uh, Smith type, right? Mm. I mean, those are the ones. I didn't say exactly what type of apple it was. <laughs> if it was a Granny Smith apple, she probably would have gotten arrested right. and fined. Is that a semi-automatic mm. apple? Oh, man, or bad stuff. Also, uh, so speaking of crime, as long as we're on crime. That's crime, all right. That's, as long as we're on crime. Uh, the, uh, in the UK, uh, a man has been uh, jailed for, uh, but see, the, the headline is really wrong. The man. The headline says the man was jailed as he uh, made rude gestures as he drove past the police, the safety cameras. Okay, so three <laughs> times this guy uh, in uh, uh, North Yorkshire uh, drives past their uh, the police department's uh, safety van cameras and you can see him here all three times and he gives he gives him the finger as he drives by because <laughs> they're trying to get speeders and he just give him the finger as he drives by. i love it i love now, it now that's funny yeah, right it's funny, funny but it's not funny if you have a laser jammer uh installed on your car oh does he? and the police uh, oh. are able to uh, realize that he has a laser jammer and we're not able to tell how fast he was going which is one of the reasons he was giving them the uh, finger. See, I didn't Where do you get the laser that? jammer? Well, I mean, you get them uh, on black market. The incredible, because it's huh. incredibly important question to ask here. <laughs> why, why, why would it be? Wait a minute. What? Why would that be so incredibly now, important to ask? I'll let, you, I'll let you know later. All right. I'll let you know later. But uh, I would say that I'll make a copy of this card for you <laughs> that I carry around. <laughs> it says because uh, the police are able to uh, realize that uh, they have you have it on your car, mm-hmm. and so they they asked him. They go to him and uh, they figure out who he is and they hunt him down because they're pissed now. Right, he's mm-hmm. he's he's uh. They're trying to find out how fast you're going for people's safety, and uh, they realize he has. So they go to his house, and he's I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then they go back, and he, he didn't. He didn't. He tried to destroy it, but he didn't get rid of it at all. And got busted. He admitted it. Well, yeah, all right, I had the I had the device on my car. The police department. And was so really dumb the judge. Mm-hmm. All right. Strike at the heart of the justice system. And his sentence must act as a deterrent to others. You're charged with perverting the course of justice. Um, Is it illegal to own this in the UK? That is is illegal to have a a jammer. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It is very, very illegal to. See, when uh, the police tweeted about this, they didn't point out the jammer stuff, so people were berating them on Twitter. Yours truly got as eight well. Months. It got eight yeah, months. Yeah, they they made it sound like he got eight months for, Just for flipping, the flipping off the camera, flipping off. Thing. Look, let me tell you something. It's uh, it's the police's job to keep road users safe across all six thousand miles of North Yorkshire roads. Mm-hmm. So these mobile safety camera vans are an important tool to do that. Corsair, Corsair, and uh, drivers who fit laser jammers. Uh, mistakenly feel smug about getting one over on the police, but we can tell if motorists are using these devices, and we will always endeavor to bring them to justice. Uh, specifically, uh, I, don't, I don't know that they, I, I think they can tell if they've actually locked onto your car, mm-hmm. you know, to try to see if you're speeding. You know what I mean? I don't think they can, mm-hmm. I don't think, like if you're just driving down the road and have it on, 
I don't, I don't know. Because mm. this this guy was the reason he they got this guy is because he was calling Flipping him, him out. off. Yeah, he was calling him out. Shouldn't so, have done that, right? So they called him out, and then they, you know, he called him out, and then they realized that he's got the jammer on. So I'm not quite sure, mm-hmm. you know, how if they if I guess you probably have to lock on and realize, well, we can't lock on. He's got to have a jammer. And uh, most importantly, Pat, I'll let you know where those come from. Yes, please. <laughs> After the broadcast, yes, please. The moral of the story: If you have a laser jammer, just be cool. Just keep moving. Yeah, let him do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, don't, yeah right. don't mess with the camera. Exactly. Uh, good news from Amazon, and I am I am actually kind of a fan of this. Uh, they're working on a live-in robot named Vesta. So uh, they reported ramping up efforts to build uh, the test domestic robot named Vesta after the Roman goddess of domestic life. <laughs> I am a fan. I want that in my home. Really? Oh, my gosh. What does she do? Vesta's exact functions, uh, well, they aren't quite known yet. Amazon's not letting you know what Vesta's going to do. But the prototypes include uh, advanced cameras, computer vision software, navigate through homes, um, like a self-driving car, they say. Mm. But uh, look, it was, if it can serve you or and clean, wouldn't you want one? You would. You would? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it can, you know, if it can do the laundry, huh. sweep the floors, huh. cook. We don't know that it can do those things. So. No, we do not. No, we. Don't. That's why I'll stick with the wife for right now. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I'm sure Amber's relieved. Oh, oh, Pat. Yeah. She knows. She's... Once Vesta is out there, <laughs> right? She knows out. she's gone. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. Oh, Pat, you know that. Don't be sorry. I know that. I don't know. No, you try to make fun. No, but she... I, I don't. Okay. I, I understand that Amber knows what she got a hold of, and uh, she doesn't want to let go. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot to hold. <laughs> a lot of people just vomited a little bit in their mouths. So. Congratulations to Colin Kaepernick, too. Mm. Uh, he's a proud, proud winner. Of the a job? Oh no! The ambassador right. of conscience. <laughs> the ambassador for, of conscience for Amnesty International. <laughs> good for him. Good congratulations. Oh, good. He can stop yeah. bugging the NFL now. Congratulations for the the ambassador of conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he accepted the award in Amsterdam. Uh, Kaepernick said uh, he shares this with the countless people throughout the world combating the human rights violations of police officers. Um, he described uh, police killings in his acceptance speech as uh, uh, he described the police killings of African-Americans and uh, Latinos epidemic. in the United States as lawful lynchings. Oh, yeah. Exactly. What uh, radicalized, uh, racialized oppression and dehumanization is woven into the very fabric of our nation. Woven into the very fabric. The effects of which can be seen in the lawful lynching of black and brown people by the police. Can we stop? Please? The mass incarceration <laughs> of black and brown lives in the prison industrial complex. This was all part of his. How could you not want this speech. guy on your team? Right. How could you not? Right. Uh, how can you stand for the national anthem of a nation that preaches and propagates freedom and justice for all? I mean, that is so unjust to so many of the people living there. The people who are doing this keep saying it's not about the anthem. Well, he tells you every single time, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. about the nation he despises <laughs> and its anthem, which he despises. Yes, that's correct. And 
Guy sucks. I mean, they <laughs> he sucks. They he, they after all this, they even gave him a shot. Seattle was going to Seattle is Seattle still thinking gave about him a it, shot. Aren't they, aren't they well, still no, thinking? Oh, no. they're not. But they gave him a shot. Yeah. And part of giving him a shot was for him to say, "Hey, um, you're not going to kneel during the national the, anthem." Yeah, because we don't need that in and, our business. And he plan. would not agree to that, so they were like, Bye-bye. "Well, there's no need for you even showing up." Right. If you're not going to do that, uh, take care. And so it was reported that Seattle doesn't even give him a shot. But they did. That's great. They did give him a shot. Amazing. 888-900-3393. All right, let me tell you the rest of this dog tag furniture story. Um, We told you about this uh, vet who was murdered by a boyfriend in a murder-suicide. Just a horrific story. She's a veteran. Navy veteran, uh, murdered by a boyfriend. Her family was on the outs with her. She's unclaimed at the funeral home. Wow. Uh, nobody cares except Troy at Dog Tag Furniture. I love this guy. And he actually cares so much that he's actually trying to get people to show up at the funeral. Yep. When is it, uh, it's, Keith? It's um, Saturday? Saturday at 1 p.m. Mm. Um, okay. in uh, Kimberly City, Missouri. At I believe it's the uh, Stamp uh, Funeral Home. Okay. A Stump Funeral Home. And yes. um, uh, under uh, the Twitter account, at Pat Unleashed, you can find the information. The Stump Funeral Home in Kimberly, Missouri. Kimberly, Kimberly City, Missouri. Okay. Um, but also, Trump, uh, uh, Tr- Troy buries his fellow veterans. Uh, veterans uh, who have committed suicide and veterans who haven't. Because the VA just doesn't take care of them. In this case of the Navy veteran, they sent $71.67. See, it's still, it's supposed, it's up to $300. Up to 300 but and a lot of them don't get the that. Same. They don't nobody's get the that. Nobody's the same. They can't even decide on that. So Troy makes this beautiful, these beautiful American flags that you can hang and uh, uh, use as decoration and ornament. I mean, they're beautiful. And they're about $125 and up, I think. And all the proceeds, it all goes to bury veterans. Please help them out. Go to dogtagfurniture.com, dogtagfurniture.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, so, is there a problem with Melania at the Bush funeral? I, a problem? Mm-hmm. There's not a problem. She went to she went to a Barbara Bush's funeral. You mm-hmm. know, Barbara Bush uh, passed away, and it was uh, sad. And you know, yeah. you. Uh, it was a struggle for the family, and it was really nice. And it was, you know, there were there were surrounding stories all around it of people who hated her and liked her and the whole thing. Um, this past week, while you were off, but uh, then Donald, our president Trump, decided not to go to the funeral uh, in Houston yeah. because he and he did it for the right reasons, really, because he didn't he didn't said, want to be a distraction. Didn't want to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. So Melania went, and uh, now the hubbub is. I mean, he's got to be. So mad with her, so furious. What'd she do? She sits next to Barack, yeah, oh. smiling. Mm-hmm. Ah, I got a big, I mean, a big smile, laughing mm-hmm. it, yucking it up with Barack. 
Wow. And you look at these pictures and it's like, wow. I mean, Barack is smiling. She's smiling. And you don't see her smile like that. I mean, you, never. When she's with Donald, I mean, we've seen the photos right at the inauguration. Remember when she was sad and yeah. Donald turned around and said something and she had the big smile on her face and then he turned back around and she went back to being sad again? Yeah. I mean, it's you never see her smile. Wow. It does seem that way. So then on top of that when they were in the when they were in the church and in the booths uh in the seating arrangement then uh afterwards uh mm-hmm. they all got together for a little little photo op of the the whole crew somebody's missing uh i mean it is it is it's amazing it's all of it's the a, that's first a great couples. shot it's, see, it's a good shot of the first couple, but I mean, they're all smiling. And, and, and some people are saying, "Wow, they're smiling at a funeral." Well, you know, guess what? You get to smile at a funeral. Look at that. You know, you're celebrating the life of someone. Mm-hmm. See, we could have had five but, presidents. Five presidents could have been together in the I shot. Has it happened since what the Nixon funeral? And we could have had five presidents there if Trump had showed up. But look at the arms on Michelle. <laughs> see that? Look at the arms. I know. Good call. Those are incredible see, I arms. I was distracted. I know. Look at, you just get well. to see the lower a part right. of the arms, and they're amazing. I'm glad just you pointed that out. Um, incredible, incredible arms. They need to be discussed. Wow. They're amazing arms. What amazing arms. Wow. I know, you're right. I mean, she's standing next to perhaps one of the most beautiful women in the world. But those arms. And, but those arms. Right. Well, look at those arms on her. The I lower part of them are Amazing. Yeah, you said that. Like, Amazing you, arms. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And we were just all gathered around talking about our kidney issues. So that's <laughs> good times. <laughs> good times. Oh boy. Good times at the Radio Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think did everyone associated in that conversation had bunch of middle-aged men talking about their kidney stones. Yeah, I remember my bout with that. Damn it to hell! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, boy, I will—I'll spare the details, yeah, but boy, it's—it's it's not good. No, <laughs> it's not good. No, you don't want it. I'll tell you that. Mm-mm. And I never thought I would reevaluate the way I eat. I'm reevaluating the way I eat mm. because it's not worth it. Seriously, veggies? Yeah, I, I'll eat crappy, bitter, icky kale. I don't. Whatever it takes. Less red meat. I'll eat fish. I I don't know. I, I'll eat quinoa pie. I, I don't I don't know. Stop with ice cream, I guess. I because I don't ever want that to happen again. It's it really isn't worth it. And especially if it ruins your kidneys, you, you know, you lose function with it, then you, you then you're in trouble. You know? Cause what are the odds you're gonna get a, a kidney donor? Not good, not not unless you're Steve Jobs. You don't want mine, that's for sure. And by the way, Steve Jobs is no longer with us, so that oh, didn't work out that well for him. Good point. But just 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 file this away. You don't want my kidneys. You don't want my liver. Um, quite yeah. frankly, there's not a lot in me that you probably want. 
No, I wasn't going to ask, frankly. Okay. Well, good. But, uh, good. Then just take yeah. me off the list mm-hmm. then, because I don't want right. to get a call in the middle of the night. Hey, you going to have one of those kidneys? No. I'm already telling you now. It's not worth it. Please move along. So, yeah, there's just some things that uh, uh, even even eating delicious food isn't worth. It's not It's not worth it. Uh, 888-900-3393. The uh, hero who tackled the Waffle House murderer still wasn't done being a hero. Mm. In the aftermath of the attack that took the lives of four innocent people, uh, the hero, whose name is James Shaw, started a GoFundMe charity donation campaign for the families of the victims. Uh, I mean, what's the deal with this guy? Wow. What are you after? What, what is your... <laughs> what? Wait a minute. You what's wanna, your agenda now? You want to be in politics? What's <laughs> happening here? I know we have to taint Come every on. good story, you know? <clears throat> I know. But you're right. I mean, what, what do you need? What do you want in here? You can't yeah. believe anymore that mm-hmm. somebody's just good. Mm-hmm. He's just... I think he's just good. He set a goal of 15000 He said, my name is James Shaw Jr. I'm creating this page to help the families of the victims from the shooting that took place at the Waffle House in Antioch, Tennessee. Please take the time to donate as all of the proceeds will be given to the families. Thank you again for your generosity and blessings. The link to the donation page can be found here, and then he has the link. And he's currently up to... Yeah, over $100,000. His goal was 15000 over a hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, That's and crazy. and uh, we're tweeting that out now at Pat Unleashed. If you would like to uh, check out that GoFundMe link, man, Excellent. God bless him. Mm. I mean, that's incredible. It's so sad that you got to be so cynical and think, okay, what's well, come on, <laughs> right? Yep. Because yeah. it does cross your mind. Is he really? Is that? Is he good? Or what's his? What's his agenda here? Just seems just seems to be a great guy, a, a person who cares. Yep. Um, also, a local store has responded to the uh, Yeti NRA controversy. <laughs> this might not be as bad as it seems for Yeti. Popular outdoors brand Yeti is at the center of controversy in regards to the brand ending a discount program with the NRA. O- the owner at Ozark Sportsman Supply, though, Philip Coates, said he made his decision to pull Yeti products from his store after reading a statement that said, Suddenly, without prior notice, Yeti has declined to do business with the NRA Foundation, saying they're no longer, they no longer wish to be an NRA vendor and refuse to say why. Now, Yeti did release a statement on Facebook. First of all, they quietly ended their relationship with the NRA. And most of these left-wing companies did it very, very publicly. Yeti kind of did it quietly, and they're denying the claims that are made against them in the article. They said that while they are ending the discount program for several organizations, which include the NRA, they plan to replace it with a new customized option. Coates said he feels the response is vague and doesn't answer the accusations, but they said, look, we are pro-Second Amendment. Now, what does that mean? I, because everybody says they're pro-Second Amendment. Chuck Schumer says he's pro-Second Amendment. I, I've got a Yeti right here. I Please don't take Yeti away from me. I really love... Look at This has been in here. This ice that you can hear rattling against the side mm-hmm. has been here since 9 o'clock this morning. 
So it's four and it's hours. still fresh, still cold. Wow. I mean, we should start these band. things Shake work. Yeah, they yeah, work. They do. I love them. Don't mm-hmm. take Yeti from me. I no, want to believe that they are Second Amendment supporters. I want to believe that this is not some agenda-driven situation for them. Mama, don't take my Yeti cup away. See what I did there? Um, yeah, something Mama, don't stupid. don't take my Yeti yeah. cup away. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you for that, Keith. Sure. I mean, I, I, was, just, I was just trying to, you know, no, incorporate I know. a little yeah, parody song no, that there was nice. from uh, <clears throat> Simon. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Okay. Um, Laura might have some good news for me in Illinois. Oh. Uh, hey, Laura. Welcome to The Blaze. Hey, it's me again, Pumpkin. Um, <laughs> what ha- uh, Kidney stones are not about your diet, okay? So mm-hmm. don't get all crazy. What you're lacking is they're cyclic. They come every February and August. And for some reason, you're the third person that's had one in April that I know of. I'm very familiar with these things because I had them for years until I took calcium citrate. Calcium citrate. You know how when your body is uh, thirsty, that means Uh that you already are past that you need water because the body's already told you that? Well, calcium gets trapped in the kidneys, and what happens, it doesn't get expelled because the the body thinks it needs it. So that's Mm -hmm. what forms. And right now, everybody, even I have kidney stones in my kidney. The only way you Mm -hmm. feel a kidney stone is when it's on the move and in the ureter, which is the ureter. Right. Before they hit the bladder and then the mm-hmm. urethra. So you right. got three areas there, okay? You just got hit with both sides. That's why I was like, what? And the scar tissue is because they went in with a little cup to try to remove the kidney stone and they couldn't get at it. And they tell everybody, oh, we can't get at it because the car- scar tissue. And then you wind up with lithotripsy and then you wind up with pain. Really? Because when they remove those copper things, the only reason <laughs> you got the copper stints in there is so you can actually pee. Because if they don't have the copper sense in there, you can't pee, and then the kidneys can't function. But you need calcium citrate. Can't be calcium substitute vitamin. It has to be calcium citrate. So keep eating what you're eating, but you're not a vegetable person. A lot I'm of people not. aren't. I changed my entire diet because of this. It didn't help. Tea is also a bad thing because it has tannins in it. My brother loves tea. He got cal- he got his kidney stones in April. He's one of the 30 people with you. Okay. And I said, he's the tea. And he went, oh, no. And I, he goes, because I have my uh, 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 a couple degrees and a couple different things, and he's a Ph.D., you know, because mm-hmm. he's an author. And um, his last name is Arp, Dr. Arp. He's a philosopher, you know, so there's going to be Cicero, Plato, and Arp out there. And um, he's a famous author. And he uh, was like, what do you mean? And I said, hey, they're cyclic, so don't worry about it. Calcium citrate, that's what you need is calcium citrate, and you'll be fine. And I'm so glad you're back. But everybody's great. It's wonderful to see everybody. And please call me Pumpkin. All right, Pumpkin, thanks. Appreciate that. (laughs) Calcium citrate. Is that in a pill form, or is it powder? Yeah, I guess I can look it up. Hmm. Uh... Hmm. Huh. It's cyclical. Comes in February and August. And April. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I have to look into that. I've had, I've, she I've, knew a lot about it, though. Because, yeah, yeah it, the urethra thing is, that's where the scars are. And that's what they had to open up to, to allow the kidneys to function. Because they were in full shutdown. April and August. February, April. Well, February and, and, and August. Okay. And now, three people in April. So, I don't. I know how that works into the deal, but hmm. apparently that only happens at certain times during the month, right? Or during the year, I mean.
Uh, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I was looking up some old emails here. Mm-hmm. When my last uh, kidney stone was. And when was it? August. See? <clears throat> She's right. But it I was in August? I don't know when the other two were. <clears throat> wow. But, uh, oh, boy. You should look that up. I, I don't know how. Okay. You should look that up. Good stuff. So you've had kidney stones three times? I have. And I'm wow. overdue. Ugh. So calcium citrate. Here we go. Calcium citrate. Okay. All right. I'm going to look into it. Uh, protesters are targeting the Northern Virginia home of the National Rifle Association's top lobbyist. And they say the protest will continue. I love it when protesters come to people's homes. Isn't that wonderful? In one case, court records show Patricia Hill of Lincoln, Nebraska, has been charged with misdemeanor destruction of property outside the home of NRA lobbyist Chris Cox. Uh, Alexandria police spokesman Crystal Nossel said Friday there were two separate incidents stretching back to last fall. Um, There's vandalism, including spraying fake blood and defacing the home with stickers. Uh, The Cox family does not view these activities as a peaceable protest exercise. Uh, These coordinated attacks have crossed the line of civility and human decency. They don't care. They don't care. Nope. This is who they are, and this is what they do. Nossel said a city ordinance is in place regulating protests outside private homes. Good! Then enforce it. But said the Commonwealth attorney is reviewing the law's constitutionality. Wait, you are you kidding me? You have the constitutional right to come to my house and protest? No. No, you don't. You can go protest on a public square or whatever. It, there, nothing in the Constitution gives you the right to come to my house, get on my lawn, and protest. Come to my house and get on my lawn and start protesting in Texas at night. It's a good way to get shot. Then you'll you'll feel uh, the NRA. The wrath of the NRA. <laughs> and the legislation they fought for. Because I can protect my castle. I got the castle doctrine here. We can protect our homes and our families. And if you believe they're threatened, and if you're doing screwy things out on my lawn, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I might give you a warning shot, but I'm going to get you out of there. There's no question about that. I might come and brandish the weapon in front of you and say, get the hell off my lawn. But uh, I'm not going to sit back and take it and say, oh, that's her constitutional right to protest on my lawn. Nope. Sorry. Catherine Coble of Roanoke, Virginia, and Amanda Gailey, a professor with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, <laughs> representing the great gun melt, stood outside Cox's home with a sign reading, Chris Cox profits off dead kids. Nice. They handed out flyers using a consumer protest of his wife's business, too. Jeez, they just want to ruin everybody's life. Coble said the police were called out twice to the protest, but told Galley and Coble they weren't doing anything illegal. Uh, Coble said Courtney Cox, Chris Cox's wife, grabbed his cell phone from her hand and threw it to the ground, injuring Coble's hand in the process. Uh Uh-huh. She said she's considering pressing charges through a magistrate. See, this kind of crap would not fly in Texas. It may fly in Virginia. Crappy state that that's become.
And I am so tired of this <laughs> narrative that, oh, you just want kids to die. So Shut stupid. up. Shut I, I up. thought over the weekend it was great. There was a chant um, that uh, these anti-Second Amendment types were were uh, spewing, and it was, hey, hey, NRA, how many kids have you killed today? And I thought Sarah Gonzalez's retweet and Robert. comment was just genius when she's like, all right, now do that with Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Planned Parenthood, how many kids have you killed today? It's really They clever. don't even see. They, they are so self-unaware. They don't even see or they don't care. Um, it's going to be more at Planned Parenthood than at NRA. You think? NRA count, count at zero all time. Okay. Planned Parenthood... Like eight million hmm. since uh, 1970. So I, I don't know. Eight million is that more than zero? To zero is is it's can, close. Do you guys have it's a calculator? Cl- can, it's close. In there, can we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a math, math major. Yeah, we'll look into it and Please, see which is I'm not sure. worse. Uh, let me tell you about something I'm sold on. Whether or not I change the rest of my diet, I've certainly already added uh, something re- that I think is really important to it because I just I feel better well, until the kidney shut down. Yeah, you should have started this that, sooner with Brickhouse. I should have started, you only started it a lot sooner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's awesome. It makes me have more energy during the course of the day. I'm less hungry during the course of the day. Um, and I, I just add it into a smoothie that I drink. And uh, it tastes great. It adds to the sweetness. It adds to the sweetness of water. If you just put it in eight ounces of water, very yummy. It tastes fruity and sweet, and um, you know you, you don't expect it to because it's a green powder. It looks like vegetables, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't taste that way at all. Every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic. It boosts your immunity. It has antioxidant power, which everybody's talking about right now. I don't know what antioxidant power does, <laughs> but it's really good because everybody ha- everybody wants it. This has it, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual, real food. So, again, you just put a scoop of, of it in, in eight ounces of water, your favorite drink or smoothie. It's so easy, and it tastes great. And so go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. We'll get you 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. That's BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Texas is turning blue. I mean, red. Hmm? No, blue. Yeah, right. That's right. Texas is turning blue. Hmm. I always get that mixed up because in my mind, the left is red. Yes, sir. Why is that? I don't know, but I specifically remember as a kid (laughs) on election night, I would tune into whatever channel it was, CBS, whoever had the Democrats red, Uh that's the coverage I would watch. Watch to see the map uh, unfold. The yeah, map. see, the Democrats should be the ones in red because mm-hmm. that color is near and dear to their hearts. <laughs> yep, you know it is. They're Marxists. They love that. They love red. Uh, but the, uh, Texas is turn it turn it blue, and Ted Cruz is going to lose to 
Beto O'Rourke, the Hispanic nicknamed Irish American. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's stop with the her- hysteria. Apparently, there was a Quinnipiac poll that came out that had him neck and neck. Oh my gosh! Really? Oh no! It just shows what everybody's saying is true. Were you looking for there, everybody saying it's true? Underwear cooking recipes. Because I promised, if Beto O'Rourke beats Ted Cruz, I'll eat my underwear. <laughs> um, so there's been all that talk. The Texas Tribune points out, however, there's a big problem with the poll. Oh. This new poll was a survey of registered voters as opposed to a survey of likely voters. The difference is immense. We have 15.2 million registered voters in Texas. Just over 9 million voted in the 2016 election. So there's a bunch of people who just don't vote, just don't care, just don't participate. Uh, And presidential turnouts uh, or presidential elections get the biggest turnout. In 2014, which was a midterm, 4.7 million voted. Now, the good people at Quinnipiac in Connecticut also noted that 53% of the registered voters in Texas didn't yet have an impression of O'Rourke. 53% of Texans (laughs) don't even know who this guy is. is. I love it. (laughs) Um, Are you going to vote for Beto O'Rourke or Ted Cruz? I'm sorry. Sorry, the first guy was what? Beto? Is that that like a new VCR version coming out? Is that like the beta version of the... No, it's a it's a Hispanic nicknamed Irish American for some reason, trying to appeal to Hispanics. Yeah, just give me that in the state. Guy. I know the Cruz guy. Just I'll do him. Yeah, just do that one. Uh, Ted Cruz, when the primary happened, garnered I think it was one point three million votes. Beto O'Rourke had like six hundred thousand some. He Ted Cruz with this massive Democrat turnout. Everybody was. All excited about Texas is turning blue. Doubled the number of Beto O'Rourke and his Democrat challengers. You add them all up, I think he still doubled them. Or very nearly. Yeah, now, if you take every Democrat vote and every Republican vote that didn't go to Ted Cruz, gave them all to Beto, Beto still wouldn't have beaten him. So, in other words, I'm not going to be eating my my underwear. Um... Beto O'Rourke has never even run a statewide election, uh, never been on a ballot outside of El Paso County. Huh. He's not in the hot part of the campaign season yet. Ted Cruz hasn't even really, you know, busted anything out and said much of anything. He well, does. I don't know that he needs to. Ted busted out that really bad uh, country music uh, <laughs> yes, commercial. He, yeah, he did do that. That was not so good. Do we still, but, I wonder uh, if we still have. I don't know. Um, I don't think so, because uh, that was bad. That was bad. I'm not sure I kept that around. It's kind of like, you know, you don't need that, so maybe don't do it, Ted. <laughs> it's just kind of a rule of thumb you might want to follow. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? He's been reeling ever since I gave him that beat down in foosball. And uh, I don't think his mind is working quite right yet. I, I, I really regret beating him down that badly because it affected him. It affected his self-esteem. <clears throat> it happened and, in Iowa. He okay. won Iowa, and then he went downhill ever since. Hmm. And it was because of the foosball beating I gave him hmm. uh, on the campaign trail. And I, 
you know, I, I wish I could take it back, Ted, at this point, but I, I can't. It's, it's done. What's done is done. Also, according to Gallup, <clears throat> there's a number of people who say Trump deserves re-election. And by the way, it's the same number as people who said the same thing about Obama and Clinton at this stage of their presidency. Everybody's counting on, oh, uh, uh, there's going to be a massive anti-Trump wave. It, it, it's going to sweep every single person out of office who has even smiled at Donald Trump. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. All of them gone. Gone. Uh, but he's got 27% approval right now. The same number as Barack Obama did in October 2010. And just 37. one... Uh, 37. Did I say 27? I think you did. Okay. But. 37%. Uh, and it's just one point lower than Bill Clinton in October of 94. Huh. And, of course, they were both reelected. Were they? Yep. Is that the fact? The only outlier is uh, W. Bush who was still still on a pretty good upswing, actually, at this point of his presidency, which is, seems kind of weird. No. He had 60% yeah, so it was after favorability. 9/11. But it was, yeah, it was after 9-11 and the invasions and all of that stuff. Yeah. But right after that all happened was the, hey, nobody died when Clinton lied. Look how many people d- died when Bush lied. Look, where's a mass weapons of mass distraction. Weapons mass destruction. Where are they? Why'd you lie about that? Where are they? Where's the weapons of mass destruction? Destroying mass amounts of people with weapons that destroy mass amounts of people. Mass destruction. Where are they? I don't know. Ask the Kurds. Uh, I believe they would know exactly where they are. How many times do we say that? I don't know. There's 8,000 Kurds who used to be here that aren't now. This wasn't like the attack in Syria where they claimed 45 people because chlorine gas. Well, you know, on a bad day before the pool people have come, the chlorine can smell pretty strong even at my house. This was, he dropped sarin, mustard, Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of really horrific nerve agents. And eventually 8,000 people died from that attack. Yep. Don't tell me they didn't have weapons of mass destruction because he used them on people. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer and Leash coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. I do. And th- thank you for returning uh, with us. 888 900 if you'd like to get in touch. Or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from TK Sits. Please, Lord, let Keith glue his lips together trying to open the tube of flex glue. <laughs> See, Keith was biting on the tube trying to open it so that we could test it. But we're not testing it until Friday, so that would have been silly anyway. Uh, and uh, and so somebody thought that would be fun. I mean, that's funny, right? Lips were glued together. Yeah. No, that's good. No, that's it's really witty. It's funny, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny. And apparently, Keith, it's so quick drying and so powerful. 
that your lips would never come apart again. Wow. Yeah, we'd have to go in there surgically, and nobody wants to do Carrie that. Carrie would like that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Banyan Hills Corner Q10 says, wow, so what Chris was saying, Chris the astronaut, it basically is if you wind up outside the spacecraft in space, it sucks to be you. <laughs> it seemed to be his general point, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charles Gall, Pelican coolers have stepped up in the vacuum with discounts for NRA customers. Oh, that's cool. Are they as good as Yetis? Oh, there's a lot of recommendations <clears throat> people have been making at Pat Unleashed. Uh, oh, boy, I have to find I, these. I love this, too. Are they as good, though, as the Yeti? All right. We've got um, the Ozark Trail Tumbler. Uh, they say it works just as good, half the cost. RTIC is half the cost, better, wow. and it's cheaper. So, yeah, mm. lots of folks. Yeah, this this thing cost me $735. I don't believe that for a second. <clears throat> and ninety. Well, yeah, right. You're right. It's seven thirty five ninety five, ninety five ninety nine, and so uh, <laughs> it was expensive. <laughs> Actually, a client gave it to me yeah. for free, so I didn't pay a dollar <laughs> for that. Not one dime. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From Muffer Squish, I thought you were going to say Democrats should be represented in red because that's what their financial balance sheets look like. <laughs> that's also appropriate. But no, I was saying they're communists. Yeah, they're communists is yeah. the point we're making. Just in case anybody didn't fully understand it. Because see, red is communists. It's the color of communism. In other words, their ideology. In other words, their ideology is the same as uh, uh, the commies. <laughs> You can't tell the difference now between the Democrat platform and the communist platform. Nope. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that in 2008, 2012, and 2016, the Communist Party USA just went with the Democrats because there was no difference anyway, and their candidate <laughs> would win. It's just kind of... I think they endorsed Hillary last time. Yes. Didn't we have that story? And they may have uh, endorsed Obama, too, who's... Please, come on now. <laughs> ah, come on. Do we have to pretend anymore that, oh, Barack Obama loves capitalism because he said he did when he was president, and he'd never say anything that wasn't accurate? Uh-huh. I know. Thanks. This is kind of a strange ruling. Uh, Texas passed a, a, a revenge porn law in 2015. It went into effect in September of 2015. And the wording apparently was a bit vague. So some legal analyst said, eh, it's a popular measure, but it'll probably hold up. Don't worry about it. And it read this this way. A person commits an offense of unlawful disclosure of intimate images if, without the the effective consent of the depicted person. So, let's say you've got pictures of your boyfriend naked. And the person intentionally, because they're mad at you for breaking up with them, and they go ahead and post naked pictures of that boyfriend with the person's intimate parts exposed. So the little unit there is hanging out. <laughs> or he could be engaged in some sort of sexual activity uh-huh. with you or someone else, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Now you get a hold of that and it's in your phone or whatever because maybe he sent it to you because guys, some guys for some reason think girls like that. 
<laughs> Wait till she sees me like this. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to impress her, man. Dude, please. I mean, maybe there's three guys on the planet. Who's that guy from uh, the vampire movie? Uh, Taylor Lautner. Okay. So him. I'd probably marry that guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this he's a beautiful man. Breaking news there. Yeah. Uh, let's see, so there's him, uh, <laughs> and you said three guys on the planet. Who, who would the second one be? Uh, that, that it would be okay to receive a nude image of this individual. Zach Efron. Okay, Zach Efron. I think the third, obviously, goes without saying, a, a Jeff Fisher. It's not, maybe I wouldn't have gone there third. Oh, really? I thought we were on the but, same page there. You know. No? Top 7.8 billion-ish, <laughs> give or okay, take. Okay, so. Billion. We weren't on the same page. I'm no, sorry. Well, no, okay. surprisingly. Okay. I'm stunned, but uh, no. Um, so before too long, uh, they had one of their first test cases when Jordan Bartlett was accused and later convicted of sharing a nude photo of a woman without her consent. Bartlett challenged the law, claiming it was a violation of his constitutional rights. Um, that's my constitutional right uh, to post a nude picture of her. How do you have a constitutional right to po- post a nude picture of anybody? How yeah. is that possible? Without their consent. Without their consent. That's hmm. her, not you. If, I, I mean, I guess you could make this statement. It's your constitutional right to do that with yourself. I, I don't know. Hmm. But to do to do that to somebody else, so, I don't see how that's possible. So so this is a photo that she voluntarily posed for then, I guess we're assuming? I guess so. And then, he, you know, he had it. And then he posted it without her consent after apparently they broke up. And now the 12th Circuit Court of Appeals has rendered their verdict. Amazingly, the court agreed with Bartlett, saying the law was too vaguely worded and infringed on his First Amendment rights. How many times do you have to say, we don't live in America anymore? Mm. I I don't know where we live, but... It's not the United States of America. In distributing intimate photos of current or previous sexual partners without their consent, is it protected by the First Amendment? Uh, They actually say yes. So now it's up to the state's attorney general's office to defend the state's revenge porn law. And uh, it's an interesting finding. Chief Justice James Worthen said the First Amendment usually prohibits content-based restrictions. The court also said that the law was vague and infringed on the rights of third parties who might unwittingly share intimate images. What? Uh, wow. So I'm just reading the First Amendment, and I guess the, the clause that is being cited here would be abridging the freedom of speech. Is it free speech to take somebody else's intimate photo... And put it out where everybody can see it. Do you think the founders intended... Let's say they had cameras back then. And uh, somebody took a photo of their girlfriend, then got mad, and went out and put it up on a post in the public square where everybody gathered all the time. Is there even a chance that kind of filth would have been allowed by the founders? No. No. What was it? John Adams said, because you seem to have it with you at all times, the Constitution Mm -hmm. is appropriate for a moral 
people only. Yeah. It is wholly inadequate for any other kind of people. Yeah. You you, you got it. That's generally what he said. Uh Yeah, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Yes. I mean, it's so obvious that they wouldn't have allowed that. And yeah, the society's standards were somewhat different then. But I mean, it's still not appropriate to us. To take a naked picture of somebody and show it to a bunch of people, it, do we still not have any common decency? Does the First Amendment rid us of common decency? I don't think so. See, I, I agree that so. this is wrong. Absolutely. How do we legally, where do we draw that line legally? In other words, there's got to be some sort of, okay, nude pictures that what? aren't of you, illegal. Then what, you know what I'm saying? Like, how no. do you define free speech then? Yeah, I, I don't know if smut is lumped in there with free speech. I, I have a problem with that. Then you have to define smut. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that their goal was to protect vices like that. Right. Because they knew that vices would lead to immoral people, and that then defeats the whole purpose well, of what they wrong. set up. In this case of the guy with the nude picture of his ex-girlfriend, I agree with you. This should not be, in our society, should not be accepted. Mm-hmm. However, I'm trying to get at a legal definition of what you speech can do. that is protected. Was mm-hmm. she naked naked? Was it topless? Was it Doesn't just say. top up? I mean, because if it's just top up, she then in Europe that wouldn't be considered. Way. In Europe. I love that argument. I'm just oh, in Europe, they're they're way more advanced. In Europe, they're so much more enlightened. Thank you, Justice Ginsburg. We, we do. <laughs> we do have a, uh, you know, somewhat. Well, when it comes to the female anatomy, yes, we do seem to. We're decent people. Yeah, <laughs> we draw a line of decency. Wow, Brad Staggs is here just smirching common decency. I think it's the couch. <laughs> I think it's you. Jeffy, once you sit well, in here, it is like, orange, and it like, maybe puts you into a Jeffy mood of the, like a seventies porn. porn movie or I something. Think so maybe, maybe that's what it you're is. You're looking really good to me right now. I did, thank you not to. <laughs> by the way, by the way, this. let me derail the uh, smut free speech. <laughs> Too late. I already did. You, you mentioned uh, uh, John Adams, right? Yeah. Um, and I never thought of this I until did. this past weekend with mm. Barbara Bush's uh, funeral. Barbara Bush and Abigail Adams. Um, the only two women in history to be um, wife of a president and mother of another president. So there's your trivia. Oh, there. yeah. Abigail and Barbara. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Let me tell you about Riduzone. It's a great weight loss product. Is there anybody in this building who isn't on it now? Hardly <laughs> anybody. Diet and, and uh, exercise, Jeffy. obviously the way to go. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's, it's true because mm-hmm. none of us want to diet, and I certainly don't want to exercise. So where does that lead you? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Riduzone, though, is a safe and natural, you know, not a bunch of man-made chemicals in this, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that just, it, it helps you in your effort to uh, eat less. It's uh, great because it boosts your metabolism, and so you burn fat, and it reduces your appetite. With proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight. And even tougher than that, it helps you keep it off. Because to me, that's the toughest part. It's helped me avoid sugar. Because I'm really? taking it to try to, to stay away. It's easier for me to say no to sugar. Because sugar is... Oh, oh it's killer to me too. Yeah. So yep. I, that's what I use it for. Uh, to learn more 
or just go there and order now. You've heard about it. Try it. RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. RidUZone.com. Joined now by Brad Stacks. With a story about a cat. I tweeted this out a little earlier and someone here in the building uh, came up to me. And by the way, this is brought to you by UseWaxRx.com. How are we going to tie a cat to earwax? I'll tell you. So they were going to get a cat, but because of the spouse's allergies, they couldn't get a cat with hair. So they were going to get a hairless cat. Oh, a little Dr. Evil one of those, cat. Yeah, one of the, I, I think they're called Sphinx cats. Huh. But he says when you pet it, it's like, you know, it's like petting a warm peach, which is... Huh. Uh, I've never pet a warm peach. Yeah, well, uh, get a Sphinx cat and you will be petting a warm peach. But apparently because they have no ear or no uh, hair, even in their ears, they, ha- they suffer from an abundance of earwax. So you have to clean this cat's ears. That's true. Yes. Huh. Really? You have to. Yeah, that's why they ended up not getting the cat because of too much earwax. Mm. So the moral of this story is: if you want people to like you and not get rid of you, get usewaxrx.com. Get your ears clean because they'll do the same thing to people. Go to usewaxrx.com. Get the three-step system that keeps your ears clean. Use promo code radio for free standard shipping. Don't be a sphinx cat. <laughs> you are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. So great to have you with us. And again, thank you to everyone uh, for the well wishes uh, during this little health thing that I've... Little health thing. Just enjoyed so much over the last eight days. Uh-huh. And, and two more surgeries on two the horizon. Two more surgeries. Yeah. So, and then so. bang, right, right out of this. Yeah. That's going to be... A- I, you know, because it was so painful afterward... Every single time, and it, as I said yesterday, the stints make you feel like you always have to go. And then when you do, it hurts. It hurts. So you probably and then I get to, so I get to do it again next week. I was gonna say it's yeah, you, you probably want to be drinking a lot of water to help with the kidney situation, mm-hmm. but you don't want right, a exactly. lot of water because then you're gonna have to go right. But eventually, I decided no, I'm just gonna drink the water because that's what supposedly helps and i think maybe that helped me pull out of it i don't know mm. but uh i didn't even feel like a human being until sunday and it's so how did it feel to, to be jeffy for a week <laughs> well come in, let's not get that crazy right right you know. hey we had that great discussion on freedom of speech <clears throat> and yeah how do and we revenge porn that? is yeah. free speech and that's that's how the courts have been ruling in this guy's case but here's some good tweets uh, nick in detroit <laughs> says um the guy's right to free speech ends where her right to privacy begins. Yes. That's an interesting take. Yes. There's a really good there's point. There's a couple of amendments battling there. Right. Uh, let's see. There's, uh, Nicole says uh, there should be a default copyright on your own image, face, whatever, or maybe call it slander. That's a, yeah, okay. I like it. Okay. I like that. And the James in Louisiana says uh, the guy should have drawn a mustache on her first so he could call it art. <laughs> then it would absolutely have been protected. So. Anyway, I like that, too. Good tweets coming in at Pat Unleashed. I mean, don't forget, when you're talking about the First Amendment, even, there's some restrictions. Because the Constitution does not say mm-hmm. that a person can shout 
yell wolf in a crowded theater. Yeah. Right? You I can't. mean, we know that. <laughs> we know that exception. Can you shout fox in a crowded theater? Uh, yes. But, but not you wolf. cannot yell wolf. Because sometimes people get those mixed up. You could, you could yell lion mm-hmm. in a crowded theater, but you can't yell wolf. Wolf. Yeah, for some reason. Wait, Bernie, Bernie would If wolf. you start people into the mindset that Wolf Blitzer has yeah. entered the theater, he'll cause a stamping to kill everybody in there. All I can hear is Bernie Sanders yelling, wolf wolf wolf, 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 wolf. I mean, maybe she was directing <laughs> that at her colleague there. Uh, <laughs> that was good stuff right there, a little Bernie Sanders action, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right, 888-900-3393. So that's, a, that's always an interesting discussion, the the protection of you know vices like porn mm-hmm. they they've ruled that in some cases they've ruled in favor of child porn because of the first amendment which to me come on not protected uh this is a fascinating story police detectives in Largo Florida Oh, that's like the Bertie Higgins uh, Key Largo, right? Is it, remember that song? Oh, look at you! Just like Bogey and McCall. Okay, so uh, what they here's I can't, I can't mumble my Paul Simon songs. No, no, oh, but you can. Mumble. No, but I can go okay. the ever popular Bertie Higgins <laughs> songs. Uh, <laughs> just, I just want to point it out. Please continue with the story. <laughs> oh, man. In Great Falls, Montana in 1980, yeah. I probably played that song oh. 84,500 times. Wow. Yeah. It was in uh, every hour and 15-minute rotation. Oh, boy. Nothing was... better than hearing Key Largo every hour and 15 minutes. That's fun. <laughs> anyway, most people agree what the uh, Largo detectives did at the funeral home was legal. Uh, what they disagree on is whether it's a, in a whether it's appropriate or not. Uh, Victoria Armstrong, whose fiance was shot and killed by a Largo police officer last month, said, "I just felt so disrespected and violated." Armstrong is twenty-eight. He happened to be at. Sylvan Abbey Funeral Home in Clearwater the day two detectives showed up with Philip with his phone. They were taken to Philip's corpse. Then they tried to unlock the phone by holding the body's hands up to the phone's fingerprint sensor. Oh. No. You would think that would work, except for isn't it the body heat? Is that does the body heat have something to do with it? Oh. Yeah, it wouldn't be there. Uh Lieutenant Lieutenant Randall Cheney said it was an unsuccessful attempt to access and preserve data on the phone to aid in the investigation into his death and a separate inquiry into drugs that involved him. Cheney said detectives didn't think they'd need a warrant because there was no expectation of privacy after death. All right. I don't think that's true either. An opinion several legal experts, though, have affirmed. But uh, Phillips' family was not happy about it while the deceased person doesn't have a vested interest in the remains of their body the family sure does so it really doesn't pass the smell test according to a uh, professor and and director at the excellence in advocacy at stetson university college of law said there's a ghoulish component to it that's troubling to most people he was shot and killed philip was march 23rd at a wawa gas station after police said he tried to drive away 
when an officer was about to search him. According to Cheney, there's a 48 to 72 hour window to access a mm. phone using the fingerprint sensor. Mm. Police got the phone back within that window, but after the body was released from state custody to the funeral home. So that's why they showed up with the phone at the funeral home, picked the guy's hand up, tried to use the his own fingerprint, and it didn't work. No, I think this is absolutely a, a Fourth Amendment issue. Because, yeah, I guess when the guy's dead, he's no longer a citizen with rights. Mm-hmm. But does not the ownership of that phone then fall to his family? And therefore, you are breaking and entering their property now? I think so. I mean, is there a warrant? Is there, there's no mention of a judge being No, they said they here. specifically did not have a warrant because they didn't think they needed one. Oh, sure they didn't. Sure they didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Nice try, cops. I will say, though. No. Modern technology has brought some really <laughs> yeah. fascinating discussions about what's appropriate and what's not, what's legal and what isn't. What will we accept? And what? where will we draw the line, if anywhere, are we ever going to draw any kind of a line? It's going to be interesting to see as time passes here. 888 Use that tomorrow. When, once again, we get together for Pat Gray Unleashed. Woo-hoo! See you then. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.